0: You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on KPEL965.com.
1: It's time for your Fox News commentary. Liz Peek. What's on your mind?
2: Americans are furious, despondent, and fed up with Joe Biden. The country has gone off the rails, and the president seems utterly incapable of fixing what's wrong. The president is causing a series of firsts, including. Worst presidential approval ratings ever, worst consumer sentiment, worst bond market in modern times, and worst ever small business pessimism about the future. The economy is slumping. High energy prices are raising the cost of everything. And air travel is a disaster. Let's start with the economy. Even as Biden idiotically continues to tout the accomplishments of his economic agenda, our country is sliding into recession. When consumer sentiment hits its worst level ever recorded, as the University of Michigan reported occurred in June, it impacts spending, which sure enough, slowed significantly in May. Consumer incomes are not keeping pace with rising prices. As they exhaust their savings, they will retrench further in the months ahead. Consequently, the job market, which has been rock solid, is beginning to fray. The four-week average of new jobless claims is rising, and is now at the highest level since December. In the tech sector, companies that had been on a multi-year hiring speed like Meta have suddenly switched gears and announced layoffs. Big retailers like Target or Bed Bath & Beyond that reported disappointing sales and rising inventories will inevitably trim workers as they struggle to rein in higher costs. It isn't just the economy that's heading south. Over one of the busiest travel weekends of the year, airlines crushed holiday plans for many Americans by canceling thousands of flights. Travelers whose flights were canceled could have driven to their destinations instead. Those unlucky souls would have then confronted near $5 per gallon gasoline prices, which their president and his advisors have said was the cost of preserving the quote world liberal order. At home, Biden has resolutely refused to meet with oil industry executives in order to craft a mutual response to sky high oil prices. It is a petty gesture of hostility towards one of America's most consequential industries. Biden says he is doing everything possible to lower gasoline prices, but that is not true. Not only has he restricted short term US oil and gas production, he is moving to reduce output in the years to come as well. Meanwhile, young people in the United States just starting out to build their families and careers are finding that buying a house is more expensive than it has been since 2006. Rising mortgage rates combined with high house prices have led more Americans to rent, pushing rent 17% higher across the country. According to a recent poll, 85% of Americans think our country is headed in the wrong direction, and that's with a robust job market yes, things could get worse. This is Liz Peek, Fox News contributor.
1: You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. To hear the podcast version of this program, go to foxnewspodcasts.com. And for all the latest news, go to foxnews.com.
0: Call 800-251-8381 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-251-8381. That's 800-251-8381. What do you have to lose? Call 800-251-8381. That's 800-251-8381.
3: One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's do I have prediabetes.org
4: Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss or my boss's boss or me, my favorite sister or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21 person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol or uh my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org.
3: Brought to you by the Ad Council and its Prediabetes Awareness Partners. The entire world was... That's
5: one small step for man, one giant leap for man. And humanity saw that the sky was not the limit. Achievement. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at
6: values.com. News Talk 965 KPEL Brobridge Lafayette a Town Square Media Station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio
4: He's expected in court this morning for a bond hearing. I'm Dave Anthony Fox News the accused government in Highland Park Illinois 4th of July parade attack.
7: These 7 counts of first degree murder
8: will lead to a mandatory life sentence should he be convicted without
4: the possibility of parole. Lake County State's Attorney Eric Reinhardt, six of the seven people killed have been identified.
9: Their ages range from 35 to 88 years old. Among the victims, a husband and a wife, Kevin and Irina McCarthy. Their son, just two years old, is now an orphan. Neighbors had found him confused, crying, and alone as people tried to run away from the gunshots that rained down from a rooftop. A GoFundMe page for him has raised more than one and a half million dollars so far.
4: Fox's Madeline Rivera in Highland Park. Vice president harris went there last night
2: congress needs to have the courage to
10: act and renew the assault weapons ban
4: there are questions about why robert cremo the was able to buy guns legally police twice encountered him in 2019 first he was suicidal then a cremo relative reported him for threatening to kill people
11: the police responded to his residence
4: the police removed 16 knives, a dagger, and a sword from Cremo's home. But well, Chris Cavelli with the Lake County Major Crimes Task Force says no charges were filed then. Akron, Ohio's mayor has lifted a curfew put in place after protests over a black man's police shooting death. Late last
11: night, there was a protest near the Summit County Jail, but that was just outside the curfew zone and was relatively peaceful. Protesters counting to 60. A number of times, the coroner
4: says 25-year-old Jalen Walker was shot after a police pursuit. Fox's Jack Callahan drama at a Santana concert last night in Michigan. The car has collapsed. The medics came up on the stage to the microphones and they said,
12: we have a serious medical condition here. We will not be continuing the concert.
4: Lori Pinson, a Fox 2 Detroit meteorologist, was at the show. Carlos Santana's manager said afterward he suffered a heat exhaustion and is doing well now. America's
13: listening to Fox News. Dell's Black Friday in July sale is here. Power productivity with a tech refresh. Now with up to 45% off top rated laptops like the XPS. Along with our special deals on business desktops with Intel Core processors. Get big savings on the latest servers, storage, monitors and more. With free shipping and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Upgrade today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you.
14: Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution, DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified.
4: Well, our top story is the 4th of July attack in Illinois. There's a very different story in Texas where San Antonio police say see something, say something worked. Potentially stopping a 19-year-old man from going on a shooting rampage.
15: Prosecutors are charging Rodolfo Aceves with terroristic threats causing public fear in San Antonio. Police say several people who worked with him reported hearing him detail plans to commit a mass shooting at an Amazon delivery center. Detectives looking into the case say they discovered information leading them to interpret his comments as a legitimate potential mass shooting threat. Police say they detained him and seized an assault style rifle from his home. The father of the suspect is reported to have said his son struggles with mental illness. Till NATO Fox News.
4: The Biden administration is not giving up trying to get rid of a popular vaping brand.
15: The
9: FDA says it will suspend its ban on Juul e-cigarettes while the company appeals the agency's order to pull its products off the U.S. market. The agency gave that order in June, noting that Juul had failed to submit sufficient evidence that the e-cigarettes were safe. Now, the FDA says it's determined there are scientific issues unique to Juul that warrant additional review. The agency has cleared the way for rivals Reynolds American and Enjoy Holdings, to sell their e-cigarettes in the U.S. Carmen Roberts, Fox News. Gas
4: prices were down two more cents. They've fallen 23 days in a row and almost a quarter off the record high, and they could keep falling after oil plunged below 100 bucks a barrel. AAA's national average for regular now about 4.78 per gallon. On Wall Street, stock futures are down slightly while markets are mixed overseas like yesterday when the Dow dropped 129 points, but the Nasdaq rebounded with a late rally and ended up almost 200 points. I'm Dave Anthony and this is Fox News.
6: The Fox Business Report is being brought to you by ARDCO Equipment Rentals in New Iberia. Let ARDCO handle all of your heavy equipment needs.
16: I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business Report.
17: A choppy trading session with stocks pairing from bigger losses and closing mixed as concerns about a possible recession continue to weigh on investors. Energy was among the biggest laggard while growth stocks in tech outperformed. The Dow falling 129 points, the Nasdaq up 194, S&P 500 up 6, and shares of Tesla rose 2.5% even after the electric car maker said that its vehicle deliveries fell quarter over quarter for the first time in more than two years after the company had to temporarily shut down its largest factory in shanghai due to covid restrictions and the canned competition cocktail craze is heating up with a new partnership between Coco and diageo that's mixing hard liquor with soft drinks and other beverages the vitacoco spike with captain morgan is expected to hit shelves nationwide in early 2023 that's your fox business report i'm hillary barsky invested in you do you find yourself
9: stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley financial group beat the largest timeshare company in federal court and has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets. The timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare cancellation guide. Absolutely free.
0: Call
16: 800-328-9696. Your 24 seven news source on air, on, Online and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center.
6: We've got partly cloudy skies and 77 degrees here at the Cape Hill Studios. Your weather forecast for today. Got showers in the forecast. 60% of us will have to deal with that. a high today at 92. Daniel Phillips will have more on your weather forecast coming up in just a bit. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news update. Attorneys for Crowley Police Chief Jimmy Broussard have filed a motion asking that all charges against him for prosecutorial prosecutorial misconduct be dropped. Sorry about that. Broussard's attorneys have argued the charges against him are political in nature and not well-founded in law. Now, a hearing on that motion is set for later this month. Heron Crow police say there was a single vehicle crash on Glorious Witch Road Monday night. That crash took the life of an 18-year-old Scott man. Police say that Robert Salzman was traveling eastbound on Glorious Witch. This was around 7 o'clock Monday night. He apparently lost control of his vehicle and the vehicle hit a cement culvert. The investigation into that crash is ongoing. Well, many people yesterday called to ask about a police presence near the Islamic Center on the UL campus. A Lafayette Sheriff's spokesperson says that presence was in response to a warrant that was being served at a nearby home. Now, that situation was resolved without incident. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, around 244,000 Louisiana workers quit their jobs in the first four months of this year. That's 16% more than those who quit during the same time period in 2021. The unemployment rate, though, it's at a record low of 4%. Economist Dr. Lauren Scott says the numbers can be a little misleading.
5: Because it makes you think they're quitting their jobs and they're quitting the workforce. But that's not what's happening. They're quitting their jobs to take another job.
6: Scott says the reason they know that the majority of the 244,000 workers are quitting one job and taking another is due to the state's unemployment rate hovering around 4%. During that
5: same time, total employment in the state rose by 6,500.
6: And Scott says if close to a quarter of a million people were leaving the workforce completely in the state, sales tax collections and retail sales would also be tanking. But
5: that's not what's happening. They're simply quitting and moving to another job. It's not an indication that, that the economy's in bad shape. It's a reflection of how tight the labor market is right now.
6: Attorney General Jeff Landry is petitioning the state Supreme Court to remove the temporary restraining order that was issued against the state's trigger abortion laws. Loyola University law professor Dane Cialino says it's the most unusual because a hearing is scheduled for Friday in a civil court on that restraining order.
18: It is a highly unusual red application. The attorney general decided to go straight to the state Supreme Court rather than even seeking review by the intermediate appellate court.
6: On June 27th, a temporary restraining order was filed to stop the trigger laws banning abortion from going into place. Until the hearing, abortions can continue in Louisiana. That hearing is scheduled for Friday, in New Orleans Civil District Court. Cialino says it's hard to say how the Supreme Court will respond to Landry's petition. I
18: would suspect that they would at the very least wait until the district court ruled on this later this week before taking any action.
6: Now the restraining order filed by the Center for Reproductive Rights claims that the trigger laws were vague and unconstitutional. Cialino says he expects the civil court will rule against the restraining order Friday, and the abortion ban will go into effect.
18: The statutes are not unconstitutionally vague, so I would expect at the end of the day, the plaintiffs aren't going to win these challenges, and these abortion statutes will be effective.
6: Insurance Commissioner Jim Donlin says new catastrophe reform laws will enhance protections for policyholders and help rebuild the insurance market in Louisiana. Donlin says one new law requires all insurance carriers to up their cash reserves to cover storm claims from $3 million to $10 million. The
5: reason we're increasing that minimum capital and surplus is to have the owners of those companies have more skin in the game, if you will, more of their own money on the table.
6: Now, several insurance carriers have quit business in the state because of insolvency. Donlin says the new law should help homeowners with current and future damage claims and improve the state's overall insurance environment. Another new law will require insurers to reimburse evacuation expenses, even if an evacuation order is not given. River Ridge Senator and Senate Insurance Committee Chairman Kirk Talbot says a Senate bill now signed into law is called the three adjuster rule. It's aimed at companies who slow walk homeowners storm damage claims by continually assigning new adjusters over and over starting the whole process from scratch. So
19: this
16: bill says, again, when you hit that third adjuster within a six-month period, you're going to have one point of contact after that. They're going to give you a written summation of your claim, tell you where you are, and hopefully that will simplify the process.
6: Now, in addition, another Senate bill greatly streamlines the entire catastrophic damage claims process. House Insurance Committee Chairman and Brobridge Representative Mike Uval says his chamber did pass a bill requiring insurers to have a catastrophic response plan in place and submitted for approval with the insurance commissioner. He always is excited with another new house-passed law that funds grants for those who want to retrofit their homes to fortify them against any future storm damage.
7: I believe this program will help a lot of folks resist storm damage in the near future while potentially reducing residential property insurance costs for the entire state in the longer term.
6: And Vitalant will be sponsoring the Dog Days of Summer Blood Drive tomorrow from noon to 6 at Don Specialty Meats in Scott. Donors will receive a grilling apron and their choice of two chili dogs or a linkabuda. You could also win one of three $3,000 gift cards. Blood supplies are critically low and your donation of blood is needed now more than ever. It's coming up on 613.
20: A 60% chance for showers across Acadiana as we continue to deal with a lot of deep tropical moisture out there. And more or less going to be the case once again that we could be looking at widely scattered showers and some thunderstorms as we go through the middle parts of the day. Still, though, there's going to be just enough sunshine to get those temperatures up to about 92 degrees in the afternoon. It's still expecting fairly hot temperatures overnight tonight will be in the upper 70s and looking hotter as we get to the end of the work week in fact i think those temperatures probably going to be sitting in the mid 90s here as we get to friday and saturday does get a little bit drier rain chances will drop just a little bit more but of course that comes with a little more sunshine again that will probably start tomorrow and then continue through at least saturday maybe another round of showers on the way for sunday from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 k Partly
6: cloudy skies, 77 degrees at K-PAL.
16: News Talk 96.5 k Right now, traffic.
6: We've got an all clear, no traffic crashes, no breakdowns to report to you. Make sure you're buckling up, even and safe out there. Oh,
21: Good morning, Acadiana, and welcome into Acadiana's Morning News. Brandon Como, Bernadette Lee here with you. Good morning, Bernie. Hello. Good to see you this morning.
6: Yes, it's Wednesday. I'm it sorry, is. am I kind of sing-songy? Yes. I'm excited because it's Wednesday. I
21: know. We're already halfway through the week. <laughs> we're already over halfway through the Woo-hoo! week. So there Wake you go. up, people. Yes. coffee. <laughs> yes, drink. I've got mine early this morning. Okay. I- I'm I- proud of you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I made a fresh pot just well, thank for us. You, thank you for doing that, Bernie. The coffee <laughs> is delicious. So Yay. We're going to jump right into the show this morning. We've got a great show lined up for you. As a matter of fact, uh, we've got Winging It Wednesday coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, we've got some great panelists uh, that will be joining us there. In the 8 o'clock hour, uh, we'll spend some time with uh, a real estate expert to talk about the market and... There are some um, prices that are supposed to drop across the country. We're going to talk about whether we're in store for that and, you know, how our market looks, maybe compared to others. Uh, We've also got some uh, fun things in store, some great conversation. And we've also got a great guest lined up here in this segment. You know, uh, right now, uh, blood donations are needed now more than ever. And it's always at this point in the summer where our schedules are, you know, very much different. We're out of our routines. And unfortunately, people being out of their routines uh, often uh, results in uh, blood shortages and, and people, you know, uh, not giving blood as much as they would during that school year. It's really amazing how much we revolve around the school calendar. Um, well, joining us right now is Lou Guidry. She's the account manager with Vitalent. here to talk about the Dog Days Blood Drive. Good morning, Lou.
10: Good morning. How are y'all? We're
21: good. We're good. <laughs> so you heard it. The Dog Days Blood Drive, it is happening um, on Thursday, July 7th. So that's tomorrow. And so you guys will be out over at Don Specialty Meats, right? Right.
10: We'll be there all day from um, 12 until 6.
21: Perfect. All right. So, you know, uh, coming off of the event that happened in Illinois on uh, over the July 4th weekend, You know, one of the first posts I saw that came out um, after it that I thought was a constructive post coming from the the shooting that happened in Illinois was a post from Vitalent that was talking about how, you know, because of generous donors, they were able to send about 30 additional units of red blood cells, platelets, and plasma from their Illinois location to area hospitals and to be able to help. And, you know, that is just one of the many um one of the many needs that Vitalant is able to fill when you have something like a shooting or, or, or a horrible accident that makes the news, you guys are the ones behind the scenes that are a big part of of, of you know, helping people to be able to um, survive through these
10: events. Yes, we are. And what's important to remember is um, if we don't have the blood on the shelf, mm-hmm. it takes us about 72 hours. Once you donate, it takes about 72 hours to get that blood ready to be put into somebody else that's why we always are asking for donations and having people come in early before something happens because once it happens then if we don't have enough blood we're in trouble
21: yeah no absolutely um so you know this blood drive is uh, again just so very important um very uh interesting this year and that y'all be a don specialty meets one of the you know i love the prizes and, and uh, especially this one um, Because this was like one of my favorite snacks as a kid growing mm. up. Y'all are going to give away a free link of boudin or two chili dogs with a drink. So Don's. It, they make like some of the best chili dogs around. They That's really what I've do. Heard.
10: I've never had one. Oh, oh you gotta treat you yourself got tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna get one oh, my tomorrow.
21: Gosh, they're so good. And their boot well and, and their is incredible oh, yeah, that
10: too. too. Yeah. <laughs> so
21: I mean it's easy to get caught up in the boudin, not do the chili dog, but you gotta do the chili dog. I'm
10: gonna try the chili dog. It's really <laughs> good.
21: So all donors are gonna buy talent grilling apron, a free link of boudin or two chili dogs with a drink. Um of course compliments of Don, specialty meats and enter to win one of three 3,000 prepaid gift
10: cards. Yes, it'd be great for gas right now.
21: Or... Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll get you about a tank. <laughs> yeah, about a tank. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so, you know, again, there's just so much importance with this uh, blood drive and why people really need to get out and do it. Um, you know, talk about the three components of blood and, and what they're used
10: for. Um, each component, when you donate, we have three components. We mm-hmm. have the plasma, mm-hmm. which is basically used for... Um, cancer patients we have the red blood cells Mm -hmm. and that's the um part of the blood that carries oxygen through your body that's Mm -hmm. called whole blood and then we have the platelets Mm -hmm. that a lot of cancer and different people use Mm -hmm.
21: and of course um the platelets is kind of that longest of the processes yes that's
10: the longest of the process
21: yeah um now talk about the process of just giving blood for those that have never done it before um, just kind of walk them through that because believe it or not, there are quite a bit of people that have never really done this before, before, um, just kind of walk them through that process.
10: Well, it's very simple. What you would do is make an appointment. Mm-hmm. You can go to www.vantalant.com. Uh, you can do it for our blood drive at Scott at Don's. You make an appointment, you come to the bus. We will give you an easy pass where you'll fill out some uh, medical history and, then you would we sit you mm-hmm. in the chair and you just sit there for about 10 15 minutes and mm-hmm. we take the blood mm-hmm. we offer you a snack afterwards yep yep and that's it yep. it's as simple as that
21: it really is and you know right now you guys are we talked about the critical shortage of blood donations but especially those type O bloods
10: yes that's mm-hmm. the universal we always need those
21: yeah um and uh the the you know vital the the drop in blood more than 12% over the last year um, any, any reasons in your mind of why that's, that's the case? I think
10: a lot of it had to do with the COVID. Uh-huh. People are scared to go. Yeah. Um, I want everybody to know that our buses are very clean. Mm. We make sure that we're not spreading the COVID anywhere or right. anything. Um, so people, in summertime, people are busy yeah. going out, doing their vacations and stuff. And it's just something that doesn't come to your mind. Mm-hmm. Therefore it makes a sh- a shortage. And this is a shortage that everybody can help fix by just coming out and donate. Mm-hmm.
21: All right, and um again, that's tomorrow happening at Don specialty meets from twelve to six of course we'll have our you know it's called the dog day's uh, blood drive <laughs> I <love and> it. <laughs> dog being d a w g so we'll have our buddy uh scott perrin uh michael scott he'll be out there um you know handling uh remote duties and 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 helping keep people um abreast of what's going on if you will um but you know yes it's 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 really um again very needed now let's talk about um requirements if you will like you know what's the minimum weight you know age all that good stuff
10: well the talent will check you when you get there usually mm-hmm. the minimum age we like is 18 years old when okay. we're doing a blood drive like this mm-hmm. if you're under 16 you need your parent with you to donate mm-hmm. we do take it starting at 16 um you will be answered some questions certain medicines you can't donate um it's a we'll check your health make mm-hmm. sure your blood pressure's good your everything is good before we even do anything so you'll go through a mini screening mm-hmm. but the main thing is your weight a woman has to be over 110 most men don't have that problem so yeah. <laughs> we're good <laughs> yeah
21: um and uh, also you know talk a little bit about when someone makes a blood donation Where does that blood go? Now, we talked about tragedies, but really talking about the geography of it. Like, you know, when someone donates, they can rest assured that blood's going to be used throughout the Acadiana area.
10: It is used throughout the Acadiana. We send it to our local hospitals here. Mm -hmm. We're very local. Um, This is a fact that a lot of people don't know. Mm -hmm. We don't collect enough blood in Lafayette for our local hospitals. We have to import blood from our other centers. So that is a scary part. So it's all used here. It doesn't go anyplace else, and unless there's a major emergency, they might, we might have to send some, like for the Texas, mm-hmm. when Texas mm-hmm. happened and stuff like that. And yeah. that's why it's so important people donate, mm-hmm. because um, we need the blood here really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
21: Um, again, the uh, Dog Days Blood Drive happening tomorrow noon to six p.m. Don Specialty meets in Scott.
10: Anything we missed? I, I think y'all covered it all today. All right. I will be out there, so y'all come join me.
21: All right, Lou Gidry with Vitalant. Lou, thank you so much. We appreciate you. All right, thank you. All right, we'll go ahead and take this quick commercial break. Uh, Bernie's going to look at news coming up.
16: Leveraging the power of Fox News Radio to cover the big issues that matter to you. News Talk 96.5. Cape Depend on it. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the KPel News app. Now the headlines from the Cape News Center.
6: KPL News Time coming up now on 6.30. So 60% of us going to deal with some rain and thunderstorms for today. 92 our afternoon high. We'll have Daniel Phillips come along in just a couple of minutes with your weather forecast. Heading to national news, more details emerging on the suspect charged in the shooting at a 4th of July parade outside of Chicago Monday. Fox's Grady Tremble has more from Highland Park. Police
22: knew Robert Cremo Third before Monday's shooting. They were called to his house in September of 2019 after they say he threatened to kill his family. Police took more than a dozen knives and a sword from the house. But just months later, Cremo Third applied for and received a state ID to legally buy guns in Illinois. He was sponsored by his dad because he was under 21 at the time. His parents didn't address that in a statement through an attorney, but said their thoughts and prayers are with the community.
6: Now, Cremo has been charged with seven counts of murder in the first degree and could face a mandatory life sentence without parole. At least 30 people have been injured in the attack. And Lake County State's attorney, Eric Reinhardt says more charges could be added. The White House is continuing to refuse to answer questions about Hunter Biden. Here's Fox's Brooke Singman with the story.
14: The White House is again dodging questions on whether President Biden was involved in his son's overseas business dealings. Leaked voicemails from 2018 obtained by the Daily Mail suggesting the president was in the loop despite his repeated denials. President Biden appearing to refer to a New York Times article that focuses on a meeting between Hunter and a now defunct Chinese energy company. And when pressed further, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre insists she cannot verify the validity of the audio found on Hunter her infamous laptop despite confirmation by multiple outlets.
6: Now, President Biden is maintaining he had no discussions with his son about his overseas business dealings. President Biden looking to try and help stop inflation nationwide as many Americans say they think the president is not doing enough.
23: And the president hopes to reframe his economic message today, traveling to Ohio to talk about this huge bailout for pension plans as part of the American Rescue Plan. But with inflation soaring, we're also seeing the administration laying new blame at the feet of the gas and oil industry. And as recently as last week, the president said it was due to Russia. The economy though is creating a real drag for the administration. A new Monmouth poll shows that just 10 percent of adults think the country is heading in the right direction and more than 40 percent say they are struggling financially. And the White House is considering lifting some Trump-era tariffs on Chinese imports to help tackle inflation now AAA
6: is reporting the average price of gas nationwide is 488 gallon it's a little bit lower here in louisiana In other headlines today akron ohio has ended its two night curfew following a destructive weekend there were protests over a police shooting
11: downtown akron mostly calm for a second straight night mayor dan horrigan says as long as it stays that way the curfew is lifted Late last night, there was a protest near the Summit County Jail, but that was just outside the curfew zone and was relatively peaceful. Protesters counting to 60. The number of times the coroner says 25-year-old Jalen Walker was shot after a police pursuit. Initial court hearings were held yesterday for most of the more than 40 people arrested after Sunday's protests left windows smashed in some downtown businesses. Most of the defendants released on signature bond. Jack Callahan. Fox News.
6: And thanks to a record wave of retirements, the NYPD is changing their fitness requirements.
22: The New York Post reporting that fitness requirement standards are being lowered as department leadership becomes more desperate for officers as more than 2,100 cops have retired or quit already in the year 2022. In just one of the changes, the NYPD appears to have scrapped a rule requiring recruits to run a mile and a half in about 14 minutes. The NYPD says their physical fitness requirements have been reviewed and approved by by the new york state division of criminal justice service and that the nypd will continue to abide by any guidelines issued by the state ted lindner fox news
6: and the last surviving member of a celebrated world war ii military unit has died fox's jack callahan has the story
24: bradford
11: freeman was a member of easy company of the 506th parachute infantry regiment the unit's service in world war ii chronicled in the book and the miniseries band of brothers In 1942, Freeman left college and joined the Army, volunteered to become a paratrooper. He landed in Normandy, France on D-Day, later fought in Operation Market Garden, and was wounded in the Battle of the Bulge. After the war, Freeman returned to his native Mississippi, married his sweetheart, and worked as a mail carrier for 32 years. Bradford Freeman was 97. Jack Callahan, Fox News.
6: In local headlines, Karen Crowe police say a single vehicle crash on Gloria Switch Monday night took the life of an 18-year-old man from Scott. Police say that Robert Salzman was traveling eastbound on Gloria Switch Monday night. He lost control. The vehicle ended up hitting a cement culvert. Many people called yesterday about an increased police presence near the Islamic Center on the UL campus. A Lafayette Sheriff spokesperson says the presence was in response to a warrant that was being served at a nearby home. Now, the situation was resolved without incident. In other headlines, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, around 244,000 Louisiana workers quit their jobs in the first four months this year. That's 16% more than those who quit during the same time period in 2021. But the unemployment rate is at a record low of 4%. Economist Dr. Lauren Scott says those numbers can be misleading.
5: Because it makes you think they're quitting their jobs and they're quitting the workforce. But that's not what's happening. They're quitting their jobs to take another job.
6: Scott says the reason they know the majority of those 244,000 workers are quitting one job and taking another is due to the state's unemployment rate hovering at only near 4%. During that
5: same time, total employment in the state rose by 6,500.
6: Scott says if close to a quarter of a million people were leaving the workforce completely in our state sales tax collections, and retail sales would be tanking.
5: But that's not what's happening. They're simply quitting and moving to another job. It's not an indication that, that the economy's in bad shape. It's a reflection of how tight the labor market is right now.
6: Attorney General Jeff Landry is petitioning the state Supreme Court to remove the temporary restraining order against the state's trigger abortion laws, despite a hearing that's scheduled for Friday. Brooke Thorington explains. Very
18: unusual, but this is a very unusual case.
9: Loyola University Law Professor Dane Cialino says Landry filing a petition to the Supreme Court already isn't the norm. Instead of waiting for a ruling on the restraining order, that hearing is scheduled for Friday in New Orleans Civil District Court. Cialino says while it's hard to predict how the Supreme Court will respond, as for Friday's hearing.
18: I would expect by the end of the week, the district court will probably dismiss these challenges, at least a list of temporary restraining order.
9: In the meantime, abortions continue in Louisiana. I'm Brooke Thorrington.
6: New laws signed by the governor seek to improve Louisiana's property insurance environment for homeowners and eventually bring some costs down. Here's Kevin Gallagher with details.
24: Insurance Commissioner Jim Donilon says one new law requires insurers to have more on-hand capital for paying storm claims.
5: Putting up $10 million instead of the currently required $3 million.
24: Senate Insurance Committee Chair Kirk Talbot says another bill limits companies to just three adjusters on your claim, no more.
5: The main thing we wanted to do was make sure that the
16: insurance market is working better for policyholders as we move forward.
24: Other new laws require reimbursement for evacuation expenses, bolster supplemental claims, having a catastrophe plan approved. By the state and creating grants to fortify homes to better withstand future storms i'm kevin gallagher
6: well in an effort to get a better idea of the state's turkey population the louisiana department of wildlife and fisheries is asking the public to respond online with when they see them throughout the year Wild turkey program manager, Cody Setatel commenting.
18: So when folks make a sighting, whether it's a, a single hen out in the field by herself or a hen with a group of eight poult, we're encouraging them to to be able to log on and record that sightings.
6: The website is on LDF's website and you search for LA turkey survey. Now the department has been recording that wild turkey population since 1994. And before, Cetatel says they depended on volunteers and foresters and biologists and turkey hunters to supply the data. Now we're kind of opening
18: it up to the public. We really want to get a lot more observations and, and a lot more data associated with that survey.
6: And so far, the site's been pretty active. Cetatel says that even you can log in and see how many wild turkey sightings are happening in your parish i'm going to do that by the way right now there's an interactive map on the dashboard
18: if you just click on your parish it'll highlight it and uh, you'll be able to see that information for for wherever you are in the state
6: now turkey season for the majority of the state begins on the first saturday in april and it usually runs for about 30 days news talk 96.5 k broadcasting from the matthew james financial studio Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew-James.com.
20: A 60% chance for showers across Acadiana as we continue to deal with a lot of deep tropical moisture out there. And more or less going to be the case, once again, that we could be looking at widely scattered showers and some thunderstorms as we go through the middle parts of the day. Still, though, there's going to be just enough sunshine to get those temperatures up to about 92 degrees in the afternoon. It's still expecting fairly hot temperatures. Overnight tonight we'll be in the upper 70s and looking hotter as we get to the end of the work week. In fact, I think those temperatures probably going to be sitting in the mid-90s here as we get to Friday and Saturday. It does get a little bit drier. Rain chances will drop just a little bit more, but of course that comes with a little more sunshine. Again, that will probably start tomorrow and then continue through at least Saturday, maybe another round of showers on the way for Sunday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5, KPEL.
6: And right now, partly cloudy skies, 76 degrees at KPEL. News
16: Talk 96.5, KPEL. Right now, traffic.
6: All right, double checking what's happening with our traffic traffic light malfunction. Eras Landry at Cajun Dome Boulevard. That's traffic light malfunction. Eras Landry at Cajun Dome Boulevard. Got a report a uh, little fender bender this morning it's in the 1100 block of irene street so watch out in that area
16: the cape Hill topic train is running right on time Speeding through the headlines to start your day. Brought to you by Broussard Poche LLP. Certified public accountant.
6: And I flunked that one. That sounded not so
21: good. No, that was good, Bernie. Um, I love the energy.
6: uh, I have the energy, but that train, that that was, it was almost as if the train was really sad. So, (laughs)
21: give us what we need to know, Bran. All right, so... You know, you've been talking a lot about uh, LDWF lately. Yes. They've been in the news a lot lately. Um, and they do want to remind people that the same rules about not drinking and driving do apply to operating a boat on the state's waterways. Yes. You know. I mean, like, hello. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, when you get please. out there, don't have one too many. Yeah. Um. Because unfortunately, it can end in tragedy. Yes. Um. Now, uh, there is a good, um, you know, good news story that comes out of the water, out of a, um, something bad happening on their waterways.
17: Okay. Um.
21: So, there was a good Samaritan. Okay. Uh. That uh, it happened on Lake Pontchartrain, where you had a family's boat started taking on water and it capsized. Oh. All four of them aboard went into the water.
6: God, that's scary.
21: Um. You know they had a lot of boaters uh, Sunday night in Lake Pontchartrain, and fortunately, a nearby Good Samaritan came alongside, mm-hmm. pulled the father, mother, and the two boys to safety. Wow! No one was hurt, and the second boater being called a hero.
6: Thank goodness, huh? Yes, he was.
21: Apparently, he did not have one too many, so thank goodness for that.
6: Whoo! Thank goodness, you are right about that. Oh. Um,
21: Unfortunately, there was a tragedy that happened uh, over the uh, 4th of July holiday weekend. We talked about it yesterday, but it brings up a good reminder as well. Um, you had a uh, 17-year-old girl that was um, standing in front of a pontoon, bo- standing on the front of the pontoon boat outside its protective handrail. Yeah. Um, and then another boat approached, and the wake knocked her into the water. Oh, and then, unfortunately, she ended up dying. Her body ended up showing um, uh, coming to shore later on. And she was the twentieth boating death. So we bring that up to say, hey, do not stand uh, out in front of that protective rail area because you never know if another boat approaches, if a, if, a, if a wave comes in, mm-hmm. and it could be it could be tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, you had another uh, kid that fell in the water. Um, he was able to uh, escape with minor injuries, but the boat, the driver of the boat now faces um, vehicular homicide, DUI, reckless operation, because as the driver, you cannot allow for people to stand in that unsafe position. Mm -hmm. So you got to be careful. Um, And, you know, here's, this kind of leads into this, Bernie, because there's actually a bill that was just signed into law that requires the state's public schools to provide instruction in water safety. Um, it was proposed by uh, Representative Joseph Augeron from La Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a couple, uh, uh, some constituent, uh, some of his constituents, a couple that lost their son Riley to a drowning at a neighborhood swim party, and so mm-hmm. they lent their voices to help him get the bill passed. House. And yeah. we we talk a lot about like okay, in schools, the need for real life applications. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely one, especially being here in the Bayou State. Mm-hmm. You know, teaching, uh, teaching water safety. Um, I when we see all these deaths that are coming out—twenty of them this year—and uh, these tragedies, we always hear, you know, unfortunately, of uh, kids in swimming pools and stuff. Mm-hmm. A little bit more education can't hurt.
6: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The more time you can spend making sure that people understand, and for those who. Maybe give swimming lessons, sharing that, you know, with extra people and friends mm-hmm. is always a good idea. There are a lot of kids that maybe their family can't afford it or something. And if you have some skills, share it with people because you're right. The knowledge is power,
21: mm-hmm. plain did, and simple. When you were a kid, did you do like swimming lessons?
6: Yeah, we did because yeah. we um we we lived in a neighborhood it had a neighborhood pool or yeah. whatever. So my parents made sure Mm -hmm. and then my older sisters would help us that were a little two of us were a little bit younger. And we would actually work on it. Like, you mm-hmm. took swimming lessons, Yeah. right? But, you know, there were four kids, so it wasn't always super affordable. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think I got two years of swimming lessons, which was pretty me good. Me too.
21: Like, it's one of the few memories that I have from being at that young, I mean, very young, young age. age. As young as I was allowed to take swimming lessons, they got me in it. Mm-hmm. And um, I still have memories of that to this day, like learning how to do the different... Um, you know, like the breaststroke and, Mm -hmm. you know, all the different kinds of, of ways you can swim and then trying to race, you know, some friends and getting (laughs) on the diving board and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's still one of those cool memories that I can, that I have from back when I was a little kid. Um, some of it I can still recall. I just don't go swimming often, but it was really, it's really good stuff, especially for kids, you know just being around pools and stuff during the summertime
6: absolutely mm-hmm. and you know the more you can learn the better and that makes your swimming experience no matter where you are that much better in, yeah. in my opinion yeah um and god bless the swimming teachers because i know some kids man i can't even imagine being a swimming teacher
21: no i would that's you know? not what i would want little to do. wiggly
6: kids yeah. and they're all excited They're uh-huh. trying to jump in the pool yeah. and
21: Well, I mean, teaching in general, it's it's not a job that's meant for everyone to Mm -hmm. do. You have to have a a lot of patience to be able to do it, especially with little kids. I mean, you know, especially with little (laughs) kids, little kids that can be stubborn and they want to do things their own way. And you got to. Stay consistent and not allow your emotions to get the better of you and all that stuff. So
6: God bless all teachers, especially yeah.
21: the ones that deal with the little ones. Absolutely. <laughs> so this is one of those good bills, in my opinion, that yeah. came out of the legislature. I'm just curious, though, as to um, you know when um, as to when they'll start that education going. Mm. All right, we're gonna go ahead and take this break. Uh, we've got Kim Commando on the way, as well as a Fox Business Report.
16: Live and local every day in Acadiana. And the only place you can voice your opinion on your favorite KPL shows. We're your home for news and talk in Acadiana. This is KPL.
17: If you still haven't accepted the fact that cyber currency and most non-fungible tokens, or NFTs, have no real value and are built on a house of cards, then I've got the next risky digital investment for you right here. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by CarShield. Surprise breakdowns are easier to handle with a protection plan from CarShield. Save 10% at carshield.com Kim. The metaverse is predicted to be the next big thing in digital blockchain investments. As you probably know, Mark Zuckerberg wants to become the king of the metaverse, the make-believe computer-generated world where you can pretend to be anybody or anything. But to do it, you'll need an avatar. This is a computer-generated character that represents you in the metaverse. Naturally, you don't want an avatar that looks like anyone else, so you're going to have to buy your unique NFT avatar. I can't wait for these things to take off and see how high their value climbs before it just suddenly crashes back down to reality. Get breaking tech news at my website. That's commando.com. I believe home should be the safest place on Earth for every family. That's why I use and recommend Simply Safe. Simply Safe is advanced whole home security that puts you, your home, and your family's safety first. Simply Safe offers comprehensive protection not only against intruders and burglary, but against expensive home hazards from flooding to fires. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents take action the moment a threat is detected, dispatching police or first responders in an emergency. Simply Safe uses proprietary video verification technology so that monitoring agents can visually confirm the threat in order to get higher priority 911 dispatch. Monitoring plans are affordably priced at a dollar a day with no long-term contract or hidden fees. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafekim.com. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring at simplysafekim.com.
16: News Talk 96.5, KPO. Depend on it.
6: The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate.
12: I'm Maria Bartiromo, and this is the Fox Business Report. Walmart is about to charge new fees for some of its suppliers because it's facing higher transportation costs. The Wall Street Journal says those who transport goods to the retailers' warehouses and stores will face a fuel surcharge and collect pickup charge starting August 1st. Jewel has been allowed more time with its vaping products on the U.S. market while it appeals the FDA's decision to ban them. The FDA has suspended the Jewel ban while the company challenges the government's decision. Crude oil prices have stabilized around $100 a barrel after slipping yesterday on concerns the U.S. economy may be heading for recession. Analysts at Citi are predicting oil prices could slide to $65 a barrel this year. That's your Fox Business report. I'm Ginny Cosola. Invested in you.
1: Big news: Greta Van Susteren is back, and she's on Newsmax. Tune into Newsmax at 6 p.m. Eastern tonight to watch the record with Greta Van Susteren and get the real news. Plus, check out the new lineup of Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, and more. Newsmax is on all major cable and streaming platforms. If your cable system doesn't carry Newsmax, call them and demand it. And download the free Newsmax app on your phone make the switch to newsmax today
6: news talk 96.5 kpel brobridge lafayette a town square media station broadcasting from the matthew james financial studio
4: there were several vigils last night in highland park illinois i'm dave anthony fox news it's in these moments of extreme
8: darkness where i think we have the opportunity to to be light
4: pastor pearson Lowe. seven people were murdered in the fourth of july parade attack
22: among them irena and kevin mccarthy their two-year-old boy was found by a stranger wandering the parade route alone asking where his parents were a gofundme has been started for that little boy and has already raised more than 1.8 million
4: Fox's Grady Trimble in Highland Park where the accused gunman will be in court in
22: three hours. Police knew Robert Cremo III before Monday. They were called to his house in September of 2019 after they say he threatened to kill his family. At the time, police took more than a dozen knives and a sword from the house. But just months later, Cremo III according to state police applied for and received a state ID to legally buy guns in Illinois. Vice President Harris went to
4: Highland Park calling for a so-called assault weapons ban.
2: There is no reason
10: that we have weapons of war on the streets of America.
4: President Biden will hit the road
23: today. Fox's Doug Luzader. The
4: president is going to be
23: talking about a huge bailout for pension plans today while traveling to Ohio, but he may also seek something of a reset on the White House economic messaging. And we're seeing the administration really targeting now all levels of the gas and oil industry for high gas prices, even going after small gas station owners.
4: But Faizan Sarwar owns a Sunoco station in Pennsylvania and tells Fox.
22: We really don't have any type of control on these gas prices at all. Uh, especially whenever these fuel companies actually email us what's going to be next. Now, the price is down two
4: cents today. It's down 23 straight days, almost a quarter off the record high. I scared a Santana concert last night. The guitarist collapsed on stage but he said to be doing well today. America's listening to Fox News.
13: Dell's Black Friday in July sale is here. Power productivity with a tech refresh. Now with up to 45% off top rated laptops like the XPS, along with our special deals on business desktops with Intel Core processors. Get big savings on the latest servers, storage, monitors and more with free shipping and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Upgrade today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Every search you make Every click you take They'll
14: be watching you Tired of companies like Google and Facebook Watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution DuckDuckGo It's an all-in-one privacy app With a built-in private search engine Web browser One-click data clearing Email protection And more All for free Download the app today And get the most comprehensive privacy protection With a push of a button DuckDuckGo Privacy simplified
4: DACA is back in court today. It's the Obama era program that shielded some immigrants from deportation and is still being challenged. A federal court hears arguments today in the latest legal tussle over the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program created by executive order in 2012 to protect young immigrants brought to the country illegally as children from deportation. Former President Trump tried to end the immigration policy after taking office in 2017, but was blocked by courts. Since then, another court decision blocked new DACA applications as part of a challenge from the state of Texas. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals will hear the Biden administration's appeal of that order. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Three Vietnam War veterans went to the White House, awarded as heroes.
18: Time has not diminished their astonishing bravery their selflessness in putting the lives of others ahead of their own, and the gratitude that we as a nation owe them.
4: Dwight Birdwell and Dennis Fuji were Army specialists. John Duffy's a retired major. President Biden put medals of honor around their necks. Edward Keneshiro wasn't there to get his medal. Got it posthumously. He was killed in action in 1967. Now we take it back to World War II. The last surviving member of a famed unit has died. Bradford Freeman was a member of
11: Easy Company of the 506th Parachute Infantry Regiment. The unit's service in World War II chronicled in the book and the miniseries Band of Brothers. In 1942, Freeman left college and joined the Army, volunteered to become a paratrooper. He landed in Normandy, France on D-Day, later fought in Operation Market Garden, and was wounded in the Battle of the Bulge. After the war, Freeman returned to his native Mississippi, married his sweetheart, and worked as a mail carrier for 32 years. Bradford Freeman was 97. Jack Callahan.
4: Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures are down modestly before today's trading. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your
16: 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center.
6: Right now, sunshine and 76 degrees. 60% of us, though, will have to deal with some rain and thunderstorms today. Daniel Phillips will have more on our weather forecast coming up. In just a bit. A lot of people called yesterday about an increased police presence near the Islamic Center on the UL campus. A Lafayette Sheriff's Office spokesperson says the presence was in response to a warrant that was being served at a nearby home. The situation was resolved without incident. Karen Crow Police say a single vehicle crash on Gloria Switch Road Monday night took the life of an 18 year old man from Scott. Police say that Robert Salzman was traveling eastbound on Glorious Witch Road. He lost control of his car. The vehicle then hit a cement culvert. The investigation into that is continuing. Attorneys for Crowley Police Chief Jimmy Broussard have filed a motion asking that all charges against him be dropped. The charges dealing with prosecutorial misconduct. Broussard's attorneys argued the charges against him are political in nature and not well founded in law. A hearing on the motion is set for later this month. There is a boil advisory for parts of Baldwin that it's in effect this morning. Residents who live on Lebeau, 10th Jolivet, 8th, 9th Provost, and Lancelin Streets have to boil water for at least one minute before consuming it. Vitalent is sponsoring the Dog Days of Summer Blood Drive tomorrow. It'll be from noon until 6 at Don's Specialty Meats in Scott. Donors will receive a grilling apron and their choice of two chili dogs or a link of boudin. You can also win one of three $3,000 gift cards. Blood supplies are critically low. The donation is needed now more than ever. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics says almost a quarter of a million Louisiana workers quit their jobs in the first four months of this year. But one economist says it's not as dire as it all sounds. Brooke Norrington has details for us.
5: I think when you first hear that, you think, oh, my gosh.
9: Economist Lauren Scott says when you hear that 244,000 Louisianans quit their jobs from January through April, it might sound alarming, but he says it's not because the unemployment rate remains low. Scott says the majority are quitting one job and going to another.
5: It's not an indication that that the economy is in bad shape. It's a reflection of how tight the labor market is right now.
9: Scott says if close to a quarter of a million people were leaving the workforce in Louisiana, state sales tax collections and retail sales would be tanking. I'm Brooke Thorington.
6: Attorney General Jeff Landry is petitioning the state Supreme Court to remove the temporary restraining order that was issued against the state's trigger abortion laws. Loyola University law professor Dane Cialino says This is the most unusual because a hearing is scheduled for Friday in a civil court on the restraining order.
18: It is a highly unusual red application. The attorney general decided to go straight to the state Supreme Court rather than even seeking review by the intermediate appellate court.
6: On June 27th, a temporary restraining order was filed to stop the trigger laws banning abortions from going into place. Until the hearing abortions continue in the state, the hearing is scheduled for Friday in New Orleans Civil District Court. Celino says it's hard to say how the Supreme Court will respond to Landry's petition. I would
18: suspect that they would at the very least wait until the district court ruled on this later this week before taking any action.
6: The restraining order filed by the Center for Reproductive Rights claims that the trigger laws were vague and unconstitutional. Cialino says he expects the civil court will rule against the restraining order Friday and the abortion ban will go into effect.
18: The statutes are not unconstitutionally vague. So I would expect at the end of the day, the plaintiffs aren't going to win these challenges and these abortion statutes will be effective.
6: New laws signed by the governor seek to improve Louisiana's property insurance environment for homeowners and eventually bring costs down. Kevin Gallagher has details for us.
24: Insurance Commissioner Jim Donnellan says one new law requires insurers to have more on hand capital for paying storm claims.
5: Putting up $10 million instead of the currently required $3 million.
24: Senate Insurance Committee Chair Kirk Talbot says another bill limits companies to just three adjusters on your claim, no more.
16: The main thing we wanted to do was make sure that the insurance market is working better for policyholders as we move forward.
24: Other new laws require reimbursement for evacuation expenses, bolster supplemental claims, having a catastrophe plan. Approved by the state and creating grants to fortify homes to better withstand future storms. I'm Kevin Gallagher.
6: Well, it's coming up now on 710 here at KPL.
21: Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over forty thousand furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding, welcome home
20: a 60% chance for showers across Acadiana as we continue to deal with a lot of deep tropical moisture out there. And more or less going to be the case once again that we could be looking at widely scattered showers and some thunderstorms as we go through the middle parts of the day. Still though, there's going to be just enough sunshine to get those temperatures up to about 92 degrees in the afternoon. It's still expecting Fairly hot temperatures overnight tonight will be in the upper 70s and looking hotter as we get to the end of the work week. In fact, I think those temperatures probably going to be sitting in the mid 90s here as we get to Friday and Saturday it does get a little bit drier. Rain chances will drop just a little bit more. But of course, that comes with a little more sunshine again that will probably start tomorrow and then continue through at least Saturday. Maybe another round of showers on the way for Sunday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab on KTC, meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPal.
6: Right now, sunshine, 76 degrees, our weather update brought to you by the Sleep Number Bed. You got a lot of fans of the Sleep Number Bed right in this room right here. All right. So what was the two-word descriptive that you used, Joe Cunningham?
25: Life-changing.
6: I mean, seriously, right? There yeah. is no way I can get up at the crazy time of the morning I do. Without that sleep number bed, yeah,
25: exactly. I, I it, it, it makes it impossible to stay anywhere. If I, if we travel out of town to stay with family or stay at a hotel, it's just absolutely a, a horrible, horrible time.
6: I know. I miss my bed so much. Yeah. Like it's just not like anything else on the market. So do what's your sleep number setting like mine is 60 i usually keep it there
25: i i started out much lower i started out in the 35 to 40 range but i'm yeah. up to about 50 55 right now that's that's a good comfortable spot uh-huh. Uh got a good incline going so mm-hmm. uh, just because it helps me with my snoring. Yeah, I know, right? And I snore too, so I totally get my, that. My uh the, the CPAP machine I was using for the sleep apnea, that got mm. that product got recalled, uh, so I'm I'm without that right now. Me too. And so the incline really helps with that. It also helps like the commercials actually say if your partner's snoring, you just lift that up a little <laughs> bit and eases that. I hope she's not listening right now cuz I've definitely pulled that a few times <laughs> the last couple of weeks so another life changing if you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't go back to sleep because your partner is snoring guess what sleep numbers got your back on that's
6: right one touch of a button baby you press that button and that just disappears i love you honey Ah, it's all magical look how can you find proven quality sleep get in on what i've had for years joe now they've had it almost a couple of years All you have to do is go to the sleep number store and ask some questions. You're going to really be amazed. And each morning, you get a sleep IQ score so you know how well you slept the night before. And the best part about that is that way, if you want to make some adjustments, you can. But even if you don't want to make the adjustments, you can see all the different aspects of your sleep. The bed's amazing. Choose proven quality sleep. That's what you really get with a sleep number bed. Decades of research every great day. Starts the night before. Don't miss out on Sleep Number's lowest prices of the season. The Queen Three Hundred and Sixty C Two Smart Bed is now only eight hundred and ninety nine dollars. That's a saving of two hundred bucks. Go to Sleep Number right at the corner of Settlers Trace. And Ambassador Caffrey. I'm gonna tell you, it'll change your life.
16: News Talk 96.5 KPL right now. Traffic and
6: then taking a look at our traffic landscape. Okay, we've got a stalled vehicle. This is I-10 Eastbound, mile marker 97 in Scott. Again, that's a stalled vehicle. I-10 Eastbound, mile marker 97 in Scott. Got a stalled vehicle this morning, Broadmoor Boulevard at Johnston. That's a stalled vehicle, Broadmoor Boulevard at Johnston Street. So watch out in that area. Make sure you're buckling up out there. Our Salute to America brought to you by Jim Olivier's Home Improvement and Roofing, Louisiana.
21: Can you see
18: At the dawn's early
8: light What so proudly we
19: hailed At the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars
8: Let us
12: for oh, the ramparts we want. Were so gas. Gall-
8: Night, that our flight was still there.
12: Oh, say does this heart span.
21: Good morning, Acadiana, and welcome into Acadiana's Morning News. Bernadette Lee and me, Brandon Como, here with you. Good morning, Bernie. (laughs) And we've got a room full of guests winging it Wednesday, although it feels like a Tuesday today. Yeah, it really does. Uh, Happy winging it Tuesday. uh, (laughs) There there you go. Happy winging it Tuesday. I like it, doesn't roll off
25: the tongue. Winging (laughs) it Thursday. Yes.
21: (laughs) All right. Well, you know, we've got Joe Cunningham. You just heard his voice. You just heard Jacob's uh, Jacob's voice over there, Jacob White. (laughs) And the man who hasn't spoken yet, Mr. Mark Allen Pope. By my tammies of me.
6: That was. beautiful.
21: Are you showing off over there? What are you saying?
8: That's some lovely French, and his hair is slicked back like he, he's into some <laughs> Italian
3: uh, numbers. I love wow. it. I'm moosed up right now because it, it's time for a cut in the, oh, uh, the waves Mark. and the flips. So mm-hmm. I use a little moose. Let's little go together
25: because I need one too. Uh, Can
6: we video okay.
3: that?
25: <laughs> All right, whatever. Can we
6: please video that? <laughs> yeah. Y'all going yeah. together? Going to get I'm your hair. I'm just envisioning
25: haircut? now, winging it Wednesday. Three of us in barber's chairs, passing the mic back and forth. That might <laughs> be it.
24: Show idea
25: that might be a like great it.
3: show I idea. I say it's the three stooges. I assign <laughs> Joe, Joe is Moe, I'll be Larry, and Jake can
21: be Curly. Oh, definitely. I think wait, that's you great. get to be the best one, Curly. <laughs> 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 but can you do the Curly Shuffle? <laughs> that's pretty good, though.
6: <laughs> and if people are not awake yet or weren't awake before, they're awake now. There
21: we go. All right, so we got a lot of good stuff to talk about, and you know, in honor of uh jacob's uh uh, complaining and and i share your complaining (laughs) about our local traffic lights we're gonna start with a traffic story um so we're gonna start with um is passenger train service coming to louisiana city near you so this story was done on uh the advertiser and look there's a bill uh that went through the legislature senate bill 467 from uh state senator uh gary carter That was signed by the governor that requires the State Department of Transportation Development to set the stage by initiating engineering, financial and other studies to expand passenger rail service. Um, So basically, the governor and lawmakers, they're making a bid to expand passenger rail in the state with a Baton Rouge to New Orleans line and another rolling uh, another one rolling across the I-20 corridor with Shreveport, Monroe and even Delhi um, as well. Um, so Jacob, uh, since you, uh, want, you kind of inspired this on the start off first, what are your thoughts about passenger rail across Louisiana?
8: I mean, I'm all for it. However, it happens, uh, you know, I imagine people are going to be worried about grist or graft or a little extra and, you know, when does that not happen? But I yeah. mean, we need to just keep our eyes on the dollars being spent. And mm-hmm. yeah, as I was driving here, we were talking about, you know, a light remaining red for yeah. a while that, you know, it, it happened to month or so ago and mm-hmm. but as i was driving here i was thinking uh driving down congress about you know every little sidewalk in between the sidewalks there's a, a spot where at some point they're probably gonna have to come in crack the concrete and make ramps yeah, instead yeah. of how they did it you know 40 odd years ago when they poured it and it just makes me think of passenger rail look you know you know the longer you wait the more it costs mm-hmm. if you plan it right it won't cost as much mm-hmm. And in the long run, we're going to be like, thank goodness we planned
21: it so that we have it. Would you travel more across the state if we had passenger rail service?
8: Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I, I go into New Orleans, you know, once a month, uh, drive in. I would rather be able to listen to something and zone out or read or fall asleep. Yeah. You know, get there you're a little tired, get on the train, wake up where I'm going.
21: Um, Mark Pope, you're up next. Uh, let me ask you this, Marcus. Someone who uh, very much uh, is well versed on covering issues with climate change and mm-hmm. and such like that. What are your thoughts about a passenger rail service um, and it helping to eliminate maybe people driving to New Orleans and they just go all aboard that one rail? Is that something that would be beneficial to us as 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 a society?
3: I, I think I think it's worth a shot. Mm-hmm. I think that the Amtrak. Situation is low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's not a high-speed rail. If we open that can of worms, I'm sure Jake and I would disagree. Uh, I do believe, and whether it will be a popular option, I don't know. Time only time will tell. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say, yeah, blah blah. What Jake just said, and and I agree partially with what he said, but a lot of people are not going to give up their control of saying we're going in our car. At our pace to stop when we want to stop, uh, interstate is a whole lot easier than going from state to state. Yeah. And so will it help? I don't know that this Amtrak situation really fits in with the climate change picture because Mm -hmm. what we're hearing and what we've seen is these high-speed rails. It was a master disaster. In California, did you hear me? Master disaster. Okay. Uh, They said it will cost this many billions, and then it 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 has just ballooned, and I don't know. I think it is uh the the project is I don't know where it stands right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, who I like is Governor Scott Walker, Uh, at the time uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. I believe. Yeah, Yeah, Wisconsin, and they went to Scott Walker and the powers that be and said hey how about a high speed rail how about uh, getting on board and doing the trendy thing and scott walker said not no but hell no wow and uh that's what we need to see because well the federal government's going to pay yeah it means that translates to you and i are going to pay
13: well
8: all right not louisiana it doesn't it translates to california is going to (laughs) pay that's what that means unfortunately in our weird federal system
21: all right joe cunningham
25: so, uh, I like the idea. I mean, honestly, I would love, uh, i would, among other things, I would love to see, uh, you know, along I-49. I mean, you've got here, you've got Alexandria, you've got Nakish, you've got up to Shreveport. I mean, there's a great way to, to connect that without having to, you know, burn your own gas or anything. If you've got family or, or relatives, you know, friends, anybody who lives in, in those cities, mm-hmm. makes I, makes the commute on I-49 a lot less of a headache for me because there are stupid people on I-49 yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think the the big question is Although not here, as many as on I-10. But, true. Yeah. True. I attend I, I as a cluster I was not used to uh, until I moved down here. And uh, it, it's, it's been a nightmare on several occasions. But uh, I, I think the big problem here that we're, that we're going to have to consider is we, you know, we passed this massive infra- infrastructure bill. Thank you, Bill Cassidy. And none of those projects have started yet because there is a labor shortage. There is a supply shortage. Uh, the materials needed for a lot of these infrastructure projects. A lot of that money is just sitting there. In state coffers, they can't use it yet because there is no way to do these infrastructure projects. So we can pass a bill saying, "Hey, we're going to promote Amtrak service uh, between some of our our bigger cities in the state," but you're not going to see those projects happen for several years because of the way the economy is right now. Again, I'd love to see it when my family and I traveled to uh, Massachusetts. We we stayed in Salem, but we took the uh, the Amtrak between Salem and Boston it was the easiest way to travel mm-hmm. back and forth, and you. Get an Uber, get a cab, go around the city, take the subway around the city, w- walk the Freedom Trail, everything there. Then get on a train, and go back to Salem that afternoon, walk to the Airbnb you're staying at. So it's it's easy. It makes travel easy, especially on the tourism side of it. So, okay. And and look, Louisiana known very much for its tourism.
21: That industry brings in so much here. When I hear you talk about another state like Massachusetts and the Amtrak system they have set up, it it makes me feel like it's another area that we're behind in. Yeah. But let me ask you this. Are we behind in this area? And you guys, y'all, y'all weigh in after Joe. Are we behind in this, um, because of politics
25: or because of geography? I think it's geography. Um, you consider you consider some place in the in the Northeast. You consider yeah. New York, Boston, some of these big cities, and that it's just that it's big cities, very crowded cities. But everything is so close together. Yeah. In Louisiana, the biggest cities we have are hours apart from yeah. each other. So you can hey. You can fly into Shreveport, Alexandria, Lafayette, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, and you can say, but I also want to visit, you know, the oldest town of the Louisiana Purchase. Let's go to Natchitoches, fly into Alexandria, take an Amtrak that's 40 minutes to an hour between Alec and Natchitoches visit knackish for a while come back but you can't do that if you're in say new orleans but you want to visit the historic stuff in you know the central or, or northwest part of the state right. you won't be able to get that you that's just a, a very difficult trip that's half a day's trip right there mm-hmm. so it, on the tourism side of it you got to plan your trip very accordingly if the if the train if a possible train service is what gets you there but again we're talking a 10 15 year project at minimum yeah because of where the economy is and, and and all of the infrastructure. I mean, we're still trying to rebuild some bridges in the state, much less building an entirely new train system.
3: I, Mark? I think it's vitally important we ask right now, because I, I, I'll i be honest. I, I'm pleading ignorance right now. Amtrak is a concept to me. I have not seen an Amtrak train. I have not read about Amtrak and I don't know how long, except that Joe Biden used to ride them. That's the only thing I know. Are they using existing railroad tracks or must its own infrastructure and track and guidance system be built specifically specifically for Amtrak
25: they have to lay their own because the these big the bigger cities are running multiple lines at a time so you can take an old train depot but you still got to build uh new lines to go maybe with the existing ones but you have to have multiple lines in order to make it work okay well,
3: uh, so I kind of retract what I said earlier. Remember what my first comment was? It's low hanging fruit. Yeah. I'm thinking they're using existing railroad tracks. Bah, not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I think it should be a very cautious approach. The article said that uh, some millions of dollars had been allocated. I believe 10 million in the Baton Rouge area, 12 million in the New Orleans area. So I think we should take it. We should do like a, a test pi- a, a test run, if you will, or a pilot program uh will it work or not people are reluctant to give up the privacy of their cars and controlling their lives it might work on a select level
8: yeah and i think that uh uh, maybe the money is uh for exchanges in towns and if we were to increase the capacity of exchanges you wouldn't necessarily have to have uh you know another line going all the way from point a to point b if you can allow for more trains to you know swap yeah yeah but but i think you know that another idea that's oblique but totally related is a car library. We need to think of items as more shareable than <clears throat> we currently do. I mean, you know, somebody who wants to get around, she, I, I would think she'd be able to turn up, say, here, you know, this is who I am, this is what I do. Uh, you know, I'm one of the members of society here and I need to pop over and see my family for a week. So I'm going to sign my little insurance policy and... I'm going to check a car out. Uh, you know, it, it sounds kooky, but it isn't. It, it's just another way that we could be allowing people to get around. And
21: Wait, when you say check a car out, are you, are you talking about like renting rent the car? Nope. Government service. Government.
8: Well, government. Or, or, or a third party or some kind of a third party. Uh, you know, I don't know. Like, hey, Elon Musk, while you're, you know, building that uh, satellite <laughs> internet. But, you know, there's a whole, let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. Since 2020, the billionaires in this country have doubled their income. Now, me, I got about half because I was investing, uh-huh. you know, and now the the Fed is selling all that paper off. Well, I, I want to start getting buy-in. And however that happens, billionaires either give us something or, you know, we could take stuff.
21: So Blaine from Youngsville weighs in on the app. He said, rode Amtrak from Lafayette to El Paso many years ago. Took 24 hours to get to El Paso. Amtrak uses uses the same rail as commercial. Amtrak would have to pull over into side tracks when commercial needed to pass as they had the right-of-way on the main tracks. That's what delayed us coming home almost 12 hours. Wow.
19: Yeah.
6: Okay, I want to throw one more thing into this, this whole mix here. Uh-huh. Okay, so we have the money. They're talking about the money allocated or whatever, and there's that situation. Let us throw into the mix that the number one tourist destination for people who come to Louisiana is New Orleans. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the second is Acadiana. Mm. So could there not be some sort of economic money that we might get grants for in order to be able to get something that could be high speed rail between New Orleans and Lafayette so that people could then rent a car maybe and continue to bring their money to Acadiana? I'm just throwing that out there. Well, I have no idea.
8: We could almost certainly access loans at, you know, very low rates through federal programs. But again, it becomes what is it going to be 10 or 15 years? I mean, I mean, to do something like that is just going to take an an initial investment. It's going to take a lot of hurry up and wait and a Mm -hmm. lot of, you know, this is going to be great when. Mm -hmm. And man, the, the people in this country, sorry, folks out there, you're not patient right now. Your culture is just goofily connected to the speed at which you can chit chat on your phone Mm -hmm. and the world it it doesn't move at that rate Hmm.
3: all right mark um blah 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 yeah i think it's a good idea bernie i think it's that's kind of goes back to the thing that i said about a pilot program Mm -hmm. and you 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 have to have some research behind it, you know, the cost-benefit analysis, all that kind of fun stuff. I think it would be most effective, Lafayette to New Orleans. Will
6: people pay for it? Correct. You know, because I can see myself, like, let's say I want to go to the state capitol one day. Mm -hmm. I would love Lafayette to Baton Rouge. Then I get off and I watch some stuff in some committee rooms. I'm like, hey, Mm -hmm. this is exciting. And then I'm going to need a drink. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm going to want to go to New Orleans. Um, and have I saved enough money to have this train, you know, situation? I don't know. Because what, like, it's the very first thing Mark talked about. Yeah, yeah. Will people be willing to pay the price mm-hmm. to ride on the rail? And great, Mark makes great a, part of
21: it, too. Mark, you make a great point in the sense of I and I think the younger generation would embrace this. Very much, but is the younger generations that could be enough people jumping on these right. Amtrak? Which is a great question, and I don't, right. th- I don't think so. At this point, I don't think we're there. Well, they're not going to be able to afford cars, so
25: I'm, and that's and that's a good point too. <laughs> that that also makes me ask the question: is is a consideration here, like commuter rail or something like that, which actually gets closer to the high speed rail than anything because mm-hmm. we're we're talking about the need to travel between point A and point A, yes. point B very quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's say you live in Lafayette, but you actually got hired for a job in Baton Rouge. Is there Mm -hmm. a way to efficiently do rail from here to there and then catch a taxi or an Uber or whatever from the station to your workplace?
6: Which is a great part of it, too, because then you have to throw into the mix. Once we had COVID, the technology allowed so many different people to work from home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so that's a part of it, but I'm with you, What if you have to be in the office? Mm-hmm. What if you have to go to New Orleans and you don't want to cross the bridge? Yeah, you know, I can see yeah. myself saying, "Oh yeah, i would I would jump on a train." but again, it's all, can we afford it? Because aren't they subsidizing millions of dollars? For some of these trains that already are in the Northeast, Probably haven't they billions. done that for years? Yeah, every
25: major spending bill is always going to the repair the and the repair keep and upkeep.
6: And do we have any billionaires in Louisiana? Does anybody no, see, know? A we don't have.
25: We don't have opportunities for private whoa, investment. In Louisiana.
8: Whoa. we got two billionaires in Lafayette. Yeah, we have a ton of billionaires. Okay, in wait Louisiana. a minute.
6: That's why I asked that question because I was yeah. like, <laughs> "Well, I'm gonna not, not gonna name my good
8: friends Clem and Joe." <laughs>
3: What does that have to do with the (laughs) cost of tea in China? I mean, if I want to be a billionaire, I'm going to save and save and save and save and sacrifice and get some partners and do what these what most people who are rich, millionaires, billionaires do: take huge risks and work extremely hard. So is it that you know the rich get richer and the the poor get poor? Louisiana has
21: one billionaire.
6: Okay. Okay. And
21: you got if y'all really thought hard about it, y'all could figure out who it is. I don't know what it has to do That's with Gail in China. Yep. Let me give an example of but, what but I think would just be an, just answering the question. Though. Yeah, yeah Gail, I, I got was got just throwing got that got out yeah, there. Yeah, it's Galvinson, an, an
3: excellent thought of how why I would jump on an Amtrak or some other type situation. New Orleans Saints football. Yes, Amen. I'm going to go to a Saints football game yeah. Yeah. on Sunday. I would go to more. That is I the biggest right doggone now. hassle. Yes. So I would love to jump on a train mm-hmm. and save on the parking to...
21: would be worth it. Yes. Save. Be able same. to
3: get off in New in Orleans annoyance. and then yes, in the transported yeah. to downtown New Orleans to yeah. the Dome and then just have a marvelous day and not have to worry same, about driving. Same
25: thing for people on both sides of Baton Rouge who want to go to LSU games. Uh, yep. Amen to
6: that. You or know?
3: Pelicans, man. I've been wanting yeah. to go in. And, yeah. Yeah.
21: you never uh, been to I, Pelicans? I no. It's great, man. Uh, I don't it's know it's if constant I entertainment a all the time. I believe that. constant entertainment.
6: If anyone has Pelican tickets and they want me to go <laughs> for them one time y'all just call yo pal burn because yeah. i don't think i can afford it but if you have season tickets and you're not going to a game please call me i and, love basketball and burn,
8: if you have two tickets i know
6: i'm gonna call jake <laughs> <laughs> I
3: have
6: to tell I just, that's a great name i just <laughs> taking my little brother jake to yeah. the game right
3: i'm gonna write up a proposal and send it in we could
21: call it the marvelous transportation line
6: oh, down no. here in louisiana i love it
21: Scott, I love it. Scott from Place On says, uh, good morning, y'all. Amtrak is a federally owned corporation. It's a mess, never on time. Safety is also oh, questionable. And Blaine checks in again and says, Mark, would it stop at Frank's? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
12: because
6: those are, it should, because those are the best Bloody Marys in America, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it should have a, a stop at Frank's. But that right. would
8: be another I- issue. You know, is mm-hmm. it, uh, two years out and it's running, is it reliable? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, That's can we... Question.
21: All right, y'all, we could talk about this the rest of the hour, but we yes. need to take a break and move on to another uh, discussion Brandy's item. Cracking the whip. Yeah. Let's uh let's do that. This was fun though. I, yes, I really enjoyed the conversation here. Let's uh take <sighs> this quick break. We'll be right back.
6: Please, someone take me to Frank's. <laughs> Call the show at 232-1542.
16: 232-1542. Then listen live anytime with the free KPL news app. Free in the App Store or Google Play.
6: News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew James.com.
21: All right, uh, winging it Wednesday. Joe Cunningham, Jacob White, and Mark Pope here as. We had a great discussion on passenger rail service, uh, potentially in Louisiana. I don't even know if we're going to see it in, in our life. Well, I don't know okay. if so, we'll see it in our lifetime. Probably um, not. Jacob. Right? Know, uh, what are
8: you saying? I'm, I'm going to uh, make it a while. Uh,
21: no, but, whoa. Well, I mean, me If me, I last
8: 50 years, yeah. I'll get to yeah. see the first car. I don't know,
21: man. Louisiana Eek just takes out. forever. I don't know. Yeah. I really like you talking 10, 15 years if we start doing it like now. I,
8: th- I think, honestly, it's... Y- y- y'all... <laughs> Its empire in decline takes forever. We we we're take, what is the deal? Imagine us cr- criticizing ourselves 100 years ago. You, you know, well, what are we doing? Let's just lay some rail down. Uh, what is, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to be extincting anything in the process, but you know. All right. I didn't mean to get you riled up again
21: on it. We gonna, let, let's move on. All right. So the 2022, 2022 midterm elections are coming up. Uh-oh. Could a GOP wave be forming? All but two states, Louisiana and Delaware, have qualified candidates. JMC Analytics pollster and political analyst John Cuvion says he suspects a Republican wave is forming, and he based that on election and polling data going back to 2010. Now, Joe, this will be something that we'll start with you this time, um, especially as someone that studies politics and the numbers. As you were just telling me earlier, you're a stats guy. Yeah. Are the stats... Rightfully suggesting that we're, we've got a red, red wave coming up, or the Republicans going to do something to mess it up.
25: I mean, the, the Republicans are are qualified uh, at at snatching uh, defeat <laughs> yes. from the jaws of victory. Yeah. Absolutely. So I I don't put it past the Republican Party to screw this up. And in mm-hmm. fact, in a couple of states, I'm very wary of a couple of candidates, uh, particular Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania was a horrible mistake. That's your favorite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it, right now, Eric Greitens, the former governor of Missouri, is uh, the front runner in the Senate primary there for the Republican Party. Very wary about that. Uh, I'm really hoping that the uh, the current attorney general of Missouri, Eric Schmidt, uh, actually is able to pick it up. and And, and there's some indications that he might be, Gaining some traction there. But look, in the Republican Party, things are looking good. And it's not so much because of anything the Republicans have done. It's that the Democrats have done. Now, first of all, midterm elections, part of what Kuvian talking about in that story is that if you look historically at midterm election data going back to 2010 and even beyond that, the party in power suffers losses during the midterm elections. It's just a given. The party in power, if anything goes wrong, is given blame. The party in power, if they run unchecked, uh, get the, the voters kind of temper that power a little bit. Right. There's always something. What's happening with the Democrats right now is that all of the polling is going against them. In particular, and I think this is the biggest indicator that a not just a red wave but a tsunami is coming, is that Republicans on the generic ballot, a generic Republican versus a generic Democrat Republicans are averaging up about two, two to three points, which we've never really seen before. Uh, We didn't even see that back in uh, 2010 and 2014, which were good years for the GOP. We're looking at the data. We're looking at the polls with very few exceptions. I mean, uh, the Cook Political Report, a nonpartisan uh, elections analysis firm, is saying the Republicans could be picking up as many as 35 seats in the House. 20 to 35 seats is kind of the the baseline Mm -hmm. that we're seeing on this. In the Senate, the odds from 538 are about 50 to 55 uh, percent that the Republicans will take control of the Senate. So it's almost a given that the Republicans are going to get the House. The majority by the Democrats is razor thin. It's not a good year for Democrats in the Senate, depending on Georgia, Pennsylvania, And Arizona in particular, as long as the Republicans can net one seat in the Senate, they get control of the Senate. That's all they need. They just need to flip one seat. Wait, I thought they controlled it now. Well, I mean, the most powerful man in the Senate is Joe (laughs) Manchin, followed by Mitch McConnell, followed by Nancy Pelosi, followed by. Well, she's in the House. (laughs) I know. Oh, I see. Yeah. Chuck Schumer is near the bottom of the list on people who have actual control in the Senate. It's pretty actually funny. Uh, that this guy who has been just a horrible Senate leader uh, has been able to uh, claim the leadership role. I'm surprised that the Democrats have not tried to fix that. But all signs point to a big Republican year this year. All right, Jake.
8: Yeah, I mean, that's undoubtable. You know, the Democrats just seem to it's either Dane Cook or Tosh Daniel Tosh who does this joke where it's like you know blah 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 and like by the end of it you know everyone's laughing and then and so it's like one guy in the audience is still getting it you know he gets extremely obscure and it's like a and d <laughs> monster that was you know yeah he's like you see what I did there and he explains it yeah that's that's where we are with the Democrats they're at the part of the joke where you know they are trying to cultivate the smallest possible electorate uh, you know, they they got five people left on their side. I, I don't know. And the thing is that the Democrats still to me, that's who I vote for, mm-hmm. because to me, they're the ones who might do some Robin Hood stuff. <laughs> and, and, and and the problem is that it, when they try to tell that story, mm-hmm. we all think we're Robin Hood. You know, I mean, I'm I, rather excuse me. We all think we're the sheriff of Nottingham. You know, I make whatever some ludicrously low amount of money. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm I'm able to pay my bills and stuff. And when the Democrats start talking, I feel like they're coming after my money. I'm talking about 1,500 people in this country who we could snatch half their money. And suddenly we got a few trillion to play with. And guess what? They're all going to sleep comfortably. That's who I'm talking about. The actual sheriffs of Nottingham. You know, you don't. You, which billionaire do you not like? We'll take Elon Musk's money and we'll take Warren Buffett's money. How about that, guys? Hello. That's who I want. I want, oh, it is our, it is our money because it's our military. (laughs) That's how it is. And we're forgetting, you know, but, but anyway, back to the Democrats. They're going to lose because they don't have me
6: being way crazier
8: than they need to be.
6: Mark. This show is always interesting, and that's why this group of
21: three is good always Lord. entertaining.
3: Mark. <laughs> yeah all right. all right Mark Pope, so, you Mark get a I love to answer the question. Thank you. Thank, you very, Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I always like to answer the question first. Is there a red wave? Yes. All indications are yes, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Okay, so... Uh, Jake, why are you always talking about money? <laughs> it's, uh, the billionaire. The, why are you hating on some billionaires? Jake wants some some matters. And and Joe, Joe, why are you hating
25: on Oz? We don't know. <laughs> he, is, he, is, he is not a politician. Look, I'm, I'm against anybody who's been a Republican for five minutes and suddenly claims to be the biggest tr- pro-Trump guy.
3: Oh, yeah. oh interesting. Okay but, yeah, here, okay, but here
25: we go. He has not
3: been a politician. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm out to lunch. I'll wait and see what Oz actually does. If he wins, yeah. if he wins his election— uh, in Pennsylvania, but here's the deal. He could be uh, everything we've heard, everything he's done. He could be a, a brilliant politician, uh to the likes of Bill Clinton. Shazam! Bill Clinton had all these issues going. He said, well, shazam, I'm not winning on this one. I think i got to pivot and do things differently. And he was. He was brilliant in that sense. He was a brilliant politician. So we don't know the performance of a lot of these folks, these candidates, and time will tell. And by the way, here, here's an interesting one. Going back to 1974, we're looking at presidential popularity. And in, in, since 1974, who is the highest, the president, with the highest ranking approval numbers?
21: Is it Reagan? Clinton?
0: Reagan no. no it's what, good
3: Reagan? Clinton? Clinton? Shazam! Clinton. Yeah, Clinton. 66% approval the guy pivoted, rating. Just, in know. his second term, 66, followed closely. By Ronald Reagan in his second term, who had a sixty-three percent approval That's because rating. Clinton told people what they wanted to hear. Clinton did look at look at the uh, the welfare situation. But, uh, he he and fought I, it. And he fought it, and then he said, "Shazam! I'm not going to win this one. I got to change my ways." Let's
6: be honest: there are people in this world who, you know, got a charge out of everything that went on yeah. in the White House. And uh, in, you know, in, in my mind, only because I study people, yeah. You know, outside of the politics, Bill Clinton was a good he
3: was a good politician. He was very smart and savvy and he did what he needed to do.
25: So, uh, you know, I didn't agree with everything, but you got to agree. He was a good politician. Yeah. Clinton was far and away the most charismatic uh, in recent memory. Uh, I don't think you got nearly as charismatic until Barack Obama. And that that charisma got lost very quickly after that first election because there was kind of this air of intellectualism that kind of looked down on a lot of people. And that's where that's what really cost the Democrats a a lot more. Bill Clinton was able to carry blue collar workers in a way that that was is the typical kind of like Jake was talking about that the Democrat that can kind of Robin Hood out and be a a middle class warrior. The Democrats have all but lost that given the intellectualism that kind of runs rampant. You know, Bill Mm -hmm. Clinton, there's this kind of apocryphal story. We don't really know if it's true or not, but close to the tail end of the 2016 election, Bill Clinton was telling Hillary, you've got to go to these blue collar states. You've mm-hmm. got to go to the Rust Belt. You've got to go there. I truly
6: believe that's probably straight on. And
25: the Robbie Mooks, these young intellectual mm-hmm. number crunchers type mm-hmm. guys. No, if we just we get the urban that. areas out, mm-hmm. we'll we just get the urban areas out. We get all these young voters yeah. out. They're going mm-hmm. to come for us. The young voters aren't there. Now, we see that Gen Z is actually going out to vote more than the millennials or, or other groups like that. hmm. But younger voters are not the most reliable mm-hmm. voting block. Right. You've got to figure out a way to get everybody. And these middle-aged or older blue-collar workers who are still working, still working toward their pension, still, yep. still working in these jobs that the Democrats have all written off as environmental concerns and mm-hmm. all this. They're, they, the blue-collar workers may not be coming back. Now, they flipped in 2020 mostly because Trump turned off a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But in 2016, union households in the Rust Belt split between clinton and trump that was a big warning sign that a lot of people should take a lot more note of
6: i agree 100 percent.
8: yeah i i don't see the blue collar base coming back to the democrats because now we've had obama in uh oh eight and the you know as that crash happened as everybody in the country with with you know money in the market and not enough money you know equity in their house wanted him to do something you know the thing that right now i'm calling for cap the banks and what did he do? He cozied up. He gave them everything they needed, and he didn't give us what we needed. And and the, the American people will never forget that. The, the reason Clinton was so popular is because it's the economy, stupid. He's right. He was yeah. right. Everybody, everything is an economic that's, decision <laughs>
6: and, until I have enough money for it not to be. Okay. And, and see, that's the one thing that I found so disheartening about people who were hating on Trump because I found that so fascinating how quickly that was forgotten. Because it suddenly became this, oh, it's not the economy. Other things matter so much. You know? I mean, you well, know,
0: that's, well, but
8: I mean, but let's be honest. We don't, when we look at the effects of policy, they don't happen immediately. We want to build that's a right. train, we don't mm-hmm. immediately have rail. Yeah. And so right now we are dealing with a lot of the effects of Trump's decisions, the quantitative easing. Now we're, so that's why the economy's crashing. We're selling the, those mortgage backed securities back. We we bought trillions of dollars of them. And now every month we're going to sell 95 billion for the next three or seven years or something ridiculous. And, you know, and the the American people are going to feel it and they're going to say, who is the guy sitting on the throne? Oh, it's that Biden. Well, I don't like them anymore. I mean, th- that's what's happening. All right, Mark. I
3: love that quantitative easing. What what a, a, <laughs> a doggone uh, euphemism. Thank you. Thank you. Couldn't spell it. Couldn't think of it. You know, Barack Obama, uh, quantitative easy. We need to spend a whole lot of government money that we don't have.
18: We did it under Trump. Yeah, uh, yeah, under Trump. Okay. Yeah. Well, from. let's
3: not get into that discussion. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, Jake. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes, there was if money spent boys. on COVID, and Biden kept going and spending it, spending it, it spending it. It has been. I've heard it locally from our Lafayette government. We got money that we did not, not need. need. But we'll take it because yep. it
21: didn't cost us anything. That's right. We
3: Really? Where the hell are you from? By Czechoslovakia? The
21: way, if, if you know Mark, and, and I've known Mark for almost 15 years now, he's been screaming this for the past 15 years. Mm-hmm. I, I hate that. It doesn't cost taking us money, anything. Taking money that, yeah. yeah
3: again, you're from Czechoslovakia. Mm-hmm. So, uh, dang, I lost my point. Jake. got right. me all shook You got <laughs> me all Oh, here's my point. Very, very low-key point. I would love to be a fly on the wall. I am so tired of the speculation about who is running our government, who is pulling mm-hmm. Joe Biden's uh, strings. Mm-hmm. I would love to be a fly on the wall for a couple of weeks in Washington, D.C. to see just how things unfold. Interesting. I will tell y'all
8: the most frightening and accurate truth. It, nobody's in charge, man. There's nobody driving the thing. Well, we're yeah. just getting there. We're, we're we, the people we, got, we got three more days till some
25: cake, the and then we'll yeah, have. We- you know, some it more good. difficulties Monday. It we, the the, per, the person in charge is whoever misspelled Louisiana on the backdrop. <laughs> oh. uh, that, that's, that's the people in charge. They can't even spell one of the 57 states. So. Oh. Oh, it, I see what boy. you did there, Joe. <laughs> the, the thing is, we can talk about quantitative easing. We can talk about all the spending stuff. That's been going on a lot longer than Trump or Obama. We've been spending Same. way but, too on, much. But, no, but no, be honest. Uh, no. No. More was produced. More
8: cash was cranked out in 2020 than ever before. Like, period. That's a stat. Go look.
25: In a single year, sure but we're talking no, about no no, in no, the no, e- no 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 no, no, no. no. you cannot talk about the dead <laughs> deficit of the country without looking at how much it ballooned under barack obama and here's the thing under barack obama under george bush we had these ideas that these concepts of too mm-hmm. big to fail that's getting back to what you're talking about earlier that's where a lot of the faith of the american public in in our government came from it's like okay wait too big so so if you're at a big company you're fine but the little guy gets screwed i mean we're we're talking about but we're not talking Constantly. about companies. We're talking I about know. banks. I know. Those I know. Banks but, that were too big to tight. fail. But we have these big banks. The community banks get screwed. Yes. Okay. These are and these are the banks that we see every day mm-hmm. in smaller town flyover, southern, not Beltway country. When we get screwed over by the big guy and the government is supporting the big guy, not just the banks, but also the big companies, big auto companies, everything like that. All this money gets thrown at them. Nothing gets hand it over to us. And the one time it does get handed over to us, it causes inflation that skyrockets. And all of a sudden, now we've got all these economic problems. And you're right. The guy in charge gets the blame. Does Joe Biden deserve all of the blame? Absolutely not. Are there things the Biden administration could have done? Absolutely. The, you know, we're now, we're uh, gasoline futures are now low. So we can, we can expect actually a 30 cent drop in gas prices on average across the country over the next few weeks. Jesus, hope so. But... <laughs> The gas prices could have gone down a lot sooner. Oil prices could have gone down a lot sooner. All Joe Biden had to do is say we're going to increase production. He didn't actually have to do it. All he had to do is say we're going to yeah. because oil is a futures market. That Those numbers come down immediately, but he wouldn't even go out and do that because he's so tied to the environmentalism stuff. It's affected the I, energy production I don't company. think it's that.
8: I just think that the Democrats' strategy is so far removed from how it will affect – the, 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 their narrative is just goofy. Well, why wouldn't he? Why, why wouldn't he make all sorts of? De- why wouldn't he put his ha- fist on the hand? You know, the neck of Jerome Powell and say, "No, no, 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 no. We're not selling all this paper yet." You know, or you're out. Uh, I mean, it's just it's crazy. The, the, all these
3: decisions are screwing mm-hmm. the, the people with the smallest amount of money. Why? Because he's incompetent. That's why. Okay, so back to the thing. <laughs> how, how much is Trump? All right, y'all, we got one Joe, minute. Joe's right. There's plenty of blame to go around. Remember, Washington Post, one of the most liberal newspapers in the United States, they gave uh, all the liberals, I don't remember who they gave, three Pinocchios to. Joe Biden, who was saying only the rich benefited from the, tra- the uh, Trump tax cut. Nonsense. It benefited folks across the board, but the, the left, the hard left, Loves to beat up on Trump and they love their propaganda. And man, are they good at the propaganda?
6: Ooh, that's he, good
3: he, stuff. Better in the first up. couple of years. Better than the first yeah, couple years. Go. It won't. Over 10 years, it won't. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, they, they'll
8: see money. Yeah, we gotta, they'll we gotta see go, money man. maybe one more year. Jacob right. why It's a 10 year policy. Mark right. Pope,
6: Joe Cunningham. It was phenomenal, gents. Great job, y'all. <laughs> good Pope, stuff. The Pope blessing us all. Isn't that sweet? Thank <laughs> you, Mr. Popus. We love you all news talk ninety six <laughs> five k p e l brobridge lafayette a town square media station Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio.
4: It's in two hours. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The accused 4th of July parade attacker in Highland, Illinois, Robert Cremo III, has a bond hearing.
22: The suspected shooter has been charged with seven counts of first-degree murder. Many more charges are expected, though, because the alleged gunman injured more than three dozen other people. They still haven't said why he opened fire on the people at the parade from atop a downtown business, but they say he planned the shooting
2: for weeks.
4: Fox's Grady Trimble in Highland Park, among the seven murder victims Kevin and Irina McCarthy, who left behind a two-year-old son.
2: The toddler was found at the scene bloodied and alone after the shooting, and his photo was shared on social media before he was reunited with his grandparents. A GoFundMe donation drive has been set up for the boy and has already gotten almost four times its original half-million-dollar goal.
4: As Fox's Tanya J. Powers, Akron, Ohio's mayor, is lifting a curfew put in place for two nights with the protests now calmer over a black man's police shooting death last month.
11: Protesters counting to 60. The number of times the coroner says 25-year-old Jalen Walker was shot after a police pursuit. Initial court hearings were held yesterday for most of the more than 40 people arrested after Sunday's protests left windows smashed in some downtown businesses. Most of the defendants released on signature bond.
4: Fox's Jack Callahan, a California wildfire has chased more people from their homes with evacuation orders expanded for hundreds of residents in Amador County where crews are using helicopters to drop water on
7: flames. What the resources they're pulling out and what they're doing, it's, it's fabulous.
4: He's in Pine Grove. The fire's barely contained and has already scorched more than six square miles. A week after the FDA issued a ban on Juul e-cigarettes that a court blocked, regulators are putting their order on hold to further review Juul's products. America's listening to Fox News.
13: Dell's Black Friday in July sale is here. Power productivity with a tech refresh. Now with up to 45% off top rated laptops like the XPS. Along with our special deals on business desktops with Intel Core processors. Get big savings on the latest servers, storage, monitors and more. With free shipping and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Upgrade today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be
14: watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution, DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified.
4: There have been several vigils for the parade victims in Highland Park, Illinois. And they also got a visit from Vice President Harris.
15: The Vice President offered condolences to the Highland Park community after Monday's mass shooting at the small city's 4th of July parade. But she also renewed the Biden administration's call to limit access to some weapons. we got to be smarter as a country in terms of who has access to what.
2: And in particular, assault weapons.
15: Meanwhile, federal agents are looking into the background of accused shooter Robert Cremo III. The suspect allegedly able to buy five weapons, including two rifles, all legally. Police say he was able to get those weapons despite incidents of threatening suicide and violence against his family. Till Nato, Fox
4: News. Later today, President Biden will take a trip
18: going to Ohio. The president plans to take the stage at a local high school in Cleveland to talk about pension plans and how his signature legislation can help people avoid benefit cuts. The White House says the president's plan could see more than a million people, some who work and others who are retired, get around cuts of as much as 70 percent. Many of those affected are union workers. Secretary of Labor Marty Walsh will be among those traveling with President Biden, who plans to talk about how his plans have spurred job growth and low unemployment granal scott fox news
4: now the president has sparred with oil executives and gas station owners after blaming both for high gas prices they've been pushing back on that the prices have been coming down following 23 straight days and nearly a quarter from the record high. AAA's national average for regular now just under 4.78 per gallon. On Wall Street, stock futures have been down modestly before the opening bell. Legendary guitarist Carlos Santana said he'd be doing well the morning after he collapsed on stage in a concert in Michigan. He had heat exhaustion and dehydration. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News.
6: Want a financial consultant who sees things through your eyes? Talk to Jeff Gunnels, your local Charles Schwab branch leader at 337-265-4210.
3: I'm Charles Payne, and this is the Fox Business Report.
12: Voyager Digital, a cryptocurrency broker and lender, has filed for bankruptcy protection. It's reorganizing after the failure of one of its investors, Hedge Fund Three Arrows Capital. Voyager had already temporarily suspended withdrawals, deposits, trading, and rewards on its platform. Companies that protect businesses from hackers are cutting staff because of market turmoil. The Wall Street Journal says about 1,400 workers have been laid off since late May from cyber and privacy firms. The Federal Reserve's minutes from its recent meeting are released later today. Investors will be watching for signs of whether the Fed sees recession as a possibility and what the Fed plans to do long term to fight inflation. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosolda, invested in you.
1: Big news. Greta Van Susteren is back. And she's on Newsmax. Tune into Newsmax at 6 p.m. Eastern tonight to watch the record with Greta Van Susteren and get the real news. Plus, check out the new lineup of Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, and more. Newsmax is on all major cable and streaming platforms. If your cable system doesn't carry Newsmax, call them and demand it. And download the free Newsmax app on your phone. Make the switch to Newsmax today. Your 24 7 news source on air, online,
16: and with the Cape Hill News app. Now, the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center.
6: Plenty of sunshine this morning, 78 degrees. It's 8 11, 9. Bernadette Lean. Karen Crow police say a single vehicle crash on Glorious Switch Road Monday night took the life of an 18 year old man from Scott. Police say Robert Salzman was eastbound on Glorious Switch. He lost control of his vehicle. That vehicle hit a cement culvert. Attorneys for Crowley Police Chief Jimmy Broussard have filed a motion asking that all charges against him be dropped, the charges for prosecutorial misconduct. Broussard's attorneys argued that charges against him are political in nature and not well founded in law. A hearing on that motion is set for later this month. Many of you called yesterday about an increased police presence near the Islamic Center on the UL campus. A sheriff's spokesperson says that presence was in response to a warrant being served at a nearby home. That situation was resolved without incident. There is a boil water advisory for parts of Baldwin that's in effect this morning. Residents who live in Labo, 10th, Jolivet, 8th, 9th, Provost and Lancelin Street areas Need to boil your water for one minute before you consume it. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics almost or says almost a quarter of a million workers in Louisiana quit their jobs in the first four months of the year. Now, one economist says that's not really as dire as it sounds. Brooke Thorrington has the story for us. I think when you first hear that, you think, oh my gosh.
9: Economist Lauren Scott says when you hear that 244,000 Louisianans quit their jobs from January through April, it might sound alarming, but he says it's not because the unemployment rate remains low. Scott says the majority are quitting one job and going to another.
5: It's not an indication that, that the economy is in bad shape. It's a reflection of how tight the labor market is right now.
9: Scott says if close to a quarter of a million people were leaving the workforce in Louisiana, state sales tax collections and retail sales would be tanking. I'm Brooke Thorrington.
6: New laws signed by the governor seek to improve Louisiana's property insurance environment for homeowners and eventually bring costs down. Kevin
24: Gallagher has details for us. Insurance Commissioner Jim Donilon says one new law requires insurers to have more on-hand capital for paying storm claims.
5: Putting up $10 million instead of the currently required $3 million.
24: Senate Insurance Committee Chair Kirk Talbot says another bill limits companies to just three adjusters on your claim, no more.
5: The main thing we wanted to do was make
16: sure that the insurance market is working better for policyholders as we move forward.
24: Other new laws require reimbursement for evacuation expenses, bolster supplemental claims, having a catastrophe. Plan approved by the state and creating grants to fortify homes to better withstand future storms. I'm Kevin Gallagher.
6: It's coming up now on eight fourteen on Acadiana's Morning News.
21: Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over forty thousand furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home furniture plus bedding, welcome home.
20: A 60% chance for showers across Acadiana as we continue to deal with a lot of deep tropical moisture out there. And more or less going to be the case once again that we could be looking at widely scattered showers and some thunderstorms as we go through the middle parts of the day. Still, though, there's going to be just enough sunshine to get those temperatures up to about 92 degrees in the afternoon. It's still expecting fairly hot temperatures. Overnight tonight we'll be in the upper 70s and looking hotter as we get to the end of the work week. In fact, I think those temperatures probably going to be sitting in the mid-90s here as we get to Friday and Saturday. It does get a little bit drier. Rain chances will drop just a little bit more, but of course that comes with a little more sunshine. Again, that will probably start tomorrow and then continue through at least Saturday. Maybe another round of showers on the way for Sunday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 965 KPL.
6: Right now, sunshine 78 degrees here at KPL Studios, our weather update being brought to you by the folks at 360 Painting. If you want some folks to come to your home, make it look better, whether it's the whole house, or you're just thinking, gosh, our den, it needs new paint. Hire the people who are very passionate about painting. 360 painting of Lafayette. It's going to look almost perfect. I mean, these people really enjoy what they do. It's their passion. It's been their passion for years. So it doesn't matter like how large your den might be, how small, like I have a small den. When it's someone's passion, they're going to work for that perfection. So whether you need the whole house done or you want the exterior of your home painted, trust people who love what they do. 360 painting of Lafayette. They know and understand painting and they love it. They'll even do things like deck staining and concrete staining, garage floor coating, so that you really can add kind of like an addition onto your home. Check out 360 Painting of Lafayette today. You can trust them. They'll do great work
16: for you. News Talk 96.5, KPL, right now traffic.
6: Got a little fender bender, South College Road at West Bayou Parkway. That's South College Road at West Bayou Parkway.
21: Good morning, Acadiana, and welcome into Acadiana's Morning News. Brandon Como, Bernadette Lee here with you. Good morning, Bernie. Hello. Hi. So, all right, so we are going to get right to it here in this 8 o'clock hour as we have Mark Johnson, who's the president of J-PAR Real Estate. It's one of the fastest-growing real estate companies in the country. As we're going to talk about this, Bernie, this crazy real estate market, Mm -hmm. these housing prices, they are expected to drop in some cities across the U.S., um, you know, we've been seeing, you know, obviously people dealing with record inflation, um, you know, uh, rising interest rates. All of that is just making for a lot of speculation. And so we want to get someone on who is really in this business, who deals with this every single day. Um, and as someone who can kind of talk us through uh, any questions we may have about it. So Mark Johnson's on the line right now. Mark, welcome in. And thank you.
7: Good morning, everyone. Glad to be here.
21: Absolutely. So, all right. So, you know, I I just mentioned off the top that, uh, you know, uh, according to uh, Yahoo, housing prices uh, could drop by as much as 10% in many U.S. cities um, per fortune, referencing a new report from Moody's Analytics. However, the dip won't represent a national home price correction. Um, Talk to us a little bit about what you're seeing right now.
7: Well, we're we're seeing a lot of movement in the real estate market. And the first thing I think we need to get out there, the first fact is, recent studies by the Federal Reserve and others Mm -hmm. show that a homeowner's net worth is 40 times greater than a renter. So to put that in context of everything we talked about in this segment, homeowners net worth is significantly greater than renters uh, all day long. Mm -hmm.
21: Yeah, you know, and and, and, and I'll say this, you know, when I was in my mid-20s as I was coming out of college, I had just assumed that You know, I was going to need to go right into renting. Um, And it was a financial advisor got me on the track of thinking, you know, uh, not that it's wrong in all instances, but in many times renting can kind of be like throwing your money away. Whereas if you want to pay for space that you Mm -hmm. can actually own, it can actually benefit you in the long run. And I know that goes to what you're talking about here in somebody's net worth it's really amazing uh, for instance it, you know my the, the house that we moved from the what it costs per month to pay for the mortgage was about half of what people were paying to rent homes in on that same block it really can right. be a money saver down the line in buying your own home as it is to just renting.
7: Absolutely. And I'm looking at Lafayette right now, it looks like the median rent uh, over the last seven days is averaging around $1,600 a month. Yeah. And so wow. for, for your listeners who are, who are debating, um, you know, listen, a, a house is a home is more than just an investment. It's where we live. It's where we grow up. It's where we sometimes we die, you know, uh, with family around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, all of these things. But we're seeing across the country, there are certain cities <clears throat> lafayette and louisiana doesn't appear to be uh anywhere near this but some cities are just not appealing to the millennials and there's 73 million millennials and almost as many baby boomers and they're moving around the country to places like lafayette louisiana and and uh you know all along the Sun Belt, florida texas uh for, for a number of reasons mm-hmm. and so Local real estate is hyper-local, right? It's mm-hmm. dependent on jobs in the community, uh, the culture in the community, all of these things that come back to where people uh, enjoy living, recreational opportunities that, you know, you all have plenty of, right? So, mm-hmm. And so I think our challenge is, I'm looking at Lafayette right now, right. Our, our challenge is, and and here's why prices um, – right now, the median price in Lafayette is hovering around 340000
2: thousand.
7: Uh-huh. Right now, in your community, there's about 300 listings for sale, and we need about 800.
21: Oh, wow. Oh,
7: wow. Yes. And in the yeah. state – Yeah, in in your state right now, there's about, and it's going up a little bit, about 1% to 2% each week, but not nearly enough. Mm -hmm. There's about 7,000 in the state, and we need 15,000. Wow.
21: So why are there so many? So there's
7: just not enough homes for people buying.
21: Why is that the case, Mark? Why is there such a big uh, discrepancy between people that are looking for homes and the ones that are available?
7: Well, I, I think you have a couple of reasons. One, you have uh, uh, baby boomers who are living longer mm-hmm. and not moving out of the family home, um, you know, whatever we call normal. You know, so they're extending their, their their work life. If we go back to 2008 and uh, that crisis, you know, that's forcing some folks to work longer than maybe they had planned. Right. Um, you, you know, we, we went through the, the COVID issue where we had builders pull back supply issues Mm -hmm. and and that just snowballed right Mm -hmm. and it's going to take uh builders in in all the local communities time to 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 retool and build back up
21: and i was going to ask as i was driving through our neighborhood that we just moved into a couple of months ago and they're building the homes right now like different we got in on the first half of the homes but now they're on that second half are there still supply issues or has that situation gotten better over time
7: getting better and better every day but we we just had a a buyer move in and and the builder couldn't get the microwave right you know the hey you can move in but you know the microwave is going to come in a month or so yeah my brother is a small builder out in the seattle area Mm -hmm. and he does custom homes Mm -hmm. and this house probably isn't going to be available for another eight months but he had to order they wanted a very unique uh uh stove Mm -hmm. and there was only one in the entire country
21: Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. No, and I get it. So, we had a couple of issues on ours, like, you know, and in and, and, and the grand scheme of things, it wasn't a huge deal, but like shutters, you know, we basically moved in and we mm-hmm. had some shutters missing. They were like, hey, we're going to get them on for you, but not by the time it closes. And for us, which is where it's leading me to my next question with the interest rates, you know, when we moved in, it jumped, the interest rates jumped over a point in just a month's time. So for us, had we gone past the day that was set up to close, um, our interest rate would have would have it wouldn't have been locked anymore. And at that point, you know, we locked in at about three point eight. So then it didn't take much longer before they got over five. Where are we sitting at in interest rates right now? And kind of, can you put into context for us in the past when 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 in housing interest rates have risen that quickly? How the market responds to it?
7: Yeah, for sure, and you know we're hovering right around six percent, and you know some say we could go as high as seven, and wow. you know who knows. But but uh, two things your listeners ought to hear today is recession doesn't equal housing prices or falling prices because the mm. demographics are different. Right, and and it doesn't mean necessarily falling prices. In the last six what we call recessions, mm-hmm. housing prices increased by six percent in four of the six.
21: Yeah. Yeah, I mean. 2008 yeah. was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And
7: right now we have this supply-demand uh, mix. Mm-hmm. So we still have more demand than supply, and that's driving prices. Now, we're seeing the inventory come up, so we're seeing that price appreciation from, you know, the last two years where it was, you know, double digits. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the forecasts, are, that's going to normalize back to where we see this 4 to 5% appreciation.
21: So, with the recession, I know some people are concerned like when they're ready to sell their home that they're not gonna be able to get as much for it, so you're saying that that doesn't that doesn't you know equal each other it's it's two different as you said it was you know when you talk about recession and housing uh prices those are two different demographics
7: yeah I mean we have uh, seven over seventy million millennials of which two thirds in the recent study by Yahoo indicate that they want to buy a home in the next, you know, two to three years. Right. That's a lot of households uh, out there. That's a totally different dynamic than we've ever had. It's, it's the largest segment of the population besides the baby boomers. Right. And right. so two of those dynamics are moving around and uh, you know, that creates a lot of uh, housing opportunities.
21: So basically they're willing to pay whatever they need to, to be able to get into a home, no matter how high these prices are going.
7: Well, I don't know if I'd go that far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there, there, there obviously is, you know, budgets and financial constraints. And, right. Um, uh, you know, but we have in, in nearly all these communities, the ones we're talking about, have strong gro- job growth. We have uh, decent wages. Um, you know, there, there's a significant number of those folks who can afford and want to 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 buy a home. Mm-hmm. You know, Gallup just did a report that uh, Americans picked, I think, for the seventh year in a row, you know, real estate is the best long-term place to put their money, even though, you know, it's really not an investment. It's really a home, right? It's where you live and grow up and raise your family, right?
21: Yeah. Let me ask you this. As far as investments go and talking about real estate, buying property. What would you recommend as far as that goes, as far as for people that are maybe thinking about buying property, hoping that that land will pay off for them one day? Well, you know, uh, each situation is unique. And we teach
7: our real estate agents who are self-employed individuals, Mm -hmm. you know, most of them only need to own five or six personal investment properties Mm -hmm. to set themselves up for a decent retirement. And and consumers can do the same. Mm -hmm. Um, we actually have a little formula that we walk them through of how they can buy one investment property a year uh, once they get themselves established. And and we train consumers the same way. You know, uh, if if that's your desire, uh, you know, owning uh, uh, having a goal, let's say buying one investment property a year for a couple of years is uh, for many of us uh, a smart move.
21: So let me ask you this, and we're speaking to Mark Johnson. He's the president of JPAR Real Estate. Um, you know some of the headlines I'll see out there. Are we heading for a housing market crash? What's What's your answer to that question?
7: Well, my answer would be, you know, I wish we all had a crystal ball.
21: Yeah.
7: But uh-huh. looking at the demographics, they're totally different than any other period of time in history. Hmm. Um, I keep coming back to the the 70 million millennials yeah. and the baby boomers the two there's just a tremendous amount we no one thought millennials would buy homes until they did yeah. and 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 now they are now at jpar we we've created a very unique thing because there's folks out there who who are listening to your show today who are thinking maybe I'd like to sell my home and move to a forever home mm-hmm. And we've created a very unique thing in the marketplace where consumers who are thinking of buying can work with a, one of our consultants to sell the home traditionally, mm-hmm. swap it or trade it as easy as a car. Like, I'll give you this house for this house and they trade
1: mm-hmm.
7: uh, or uh, outright I buy it. And so there, there are options out there for folks. It's, it's not a one size fits all, it's, it's unique to each person's specific um, goals and objectives.
21: Wow. Mark Johnson has been our guest. Uh, Mark, man, thank you so much. It's just, you know, the, the, the housing, um, issue just continues to stay in the news and really wanted to get someone on who could shed some light on all this. Because again, you see all these conflicting headlines that are coming out about the market and, mm-hmm. you know, um, whether it's the right time to buy or not and whether it's the right time to sell. But, um, it, it just sounds like we're living in, and I know you've been doing this for a while. It sounds like we're living in, a unique time period in in the housing market uh, history in this country.
7: It's a very unique time period. Uh, you know, in many cases, one like we've never seen before, with with the supply constraints <clears throat> and that kind of thing. I'm going to send you a couple local market reports that you mm-hmm. can use for your follow up segments, and mm-hmm. with some very specific uh, Lafayette and Louisiana information
11: okay.
7: uh, that uh, you know, maybe over the next couple of days you can you can work in a few of these things. But there's some very interesting trends happening. In your local market uh, that i think your listeners would be uh, interested in hearing
21: about well mark thank you so much man we really appreciate the information all right have a great day you too you too, you too. Yep. and uh you see that that's why i wanted to get this guy on he, i've had him on before on uh when i've guest hosted on moon show and mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know sometimes you'll see some of the national headlines that go out and it's not always you know, just because a story is written nationally doesn't always mean it's written by the best
6: experts. Right, sure.
21: And so when you have someone that's living and breathing this, this all the time, you know, it's good to hear from them as they can shed the proper perspective on it.
6: Yes, and that's it, the proper perspective. So, Because I guess for me, mm. I've always been thinking for the past several months, oh, it's going to all go down in flames. There'll be a big <laughs> bubble. But yeah. after listening to this guy, I'm like, oh, okay, this seems much more confident, much more... Um, doable, I think, for the average person.
21: The thing that's fascinating to me is that even though prices are going up on these homes and, you know, every time, you know, and and anytime you have people that are having struggles through the recession, people are still overall buying the homes. And the other thing that, and, and he gave, you know, he mentioned that it's happened on many different instances. But the other thing is the millennials, what he said about, people didn't think that millennials would buy homes until they started buying, buying them, them. Yeah, because okay. millennials were seen as like,
6: we're going to do it all now. And we're going to yeah, these areas exactly. and we're on a vacation. Yeah. And, yeah.
21: And we're just going to live off of our parents as long as we can mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But no millennials are getting older and older and they're realizing, hey, I want a family of my own and I mm-hmm. want to be able to have a house for that family. Mm-hmm. And now they're flooding the market.
6: Well, and with them being so tech savvy yeah. and living in that world, I think in many ways they may understand that side of it better than maybe some of us middle aged people mm-hmm. or older people. Right. In the sense that, yeah, if you're making an investment in this house, this is probably the largest investment you'll make in your life.
21: Yeah. Oh, no, it, 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 it is. It uh, is. You're absolutely right about that.
6: I like millennials more now that I know they're buying more houses. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, yeah. I don't
21: know. <laughs> Yep. All right, well, let's go ahead and take this break. When we come back, we'll continue on with the Katie Anna's Morning News right after this.
6: News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew-James.com.
16: Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the KPEL News app. Now the headlines from the KPEL News Center.
6: PayPal news time coming up now on 839. A quick look at headlines today. Nationally, the 21-year-old suspect facing seven first-degree murder charges in connection with the shooting at the Fourth of July parade outside of Chicago appears in court today. says Garrett Tenney in Waukegan, Illinois, with details.
19: Prosecutors will be asking a judge to deny bail to Bobby Cremo at his court hearing. Investigators say the suspect planned the attack for weeks, dressed like a woman to blend into the crowd, wrapped his rifle in a red blanket, and used a fire escape to climb up to the roof of a local business where he fired more than 70 rounds, killing seven people and injuring dozens more. After police searched the suspect's home, they found a total of five guns, which were all purchased legally, despite several concerning incidents three years ago. First, police responded to an attempted suicide and then a few months later he was flagged as a clear and present danger after threatening to kill his family.
6: Illinois State Police say the red flag laws were not triggered because no one in the family made a complaint. Three months after the incident the father sponsored the son's application to obtain a firearm owner ID card. Vice President Kamala Harris visited Highland Park Tuesday and made renewed calls for lawmakers to ban assault style rifles. Well, today is the deadline for the recall campaign against Los Angeles District Attorney, Attorney George Gaskin to submit their collected signatures. Uh, Fox affiliate has more from California on the story. It is a
15: big day for the
9: campaign to recall the District Attorney of Los Angeles County at two o'clock this afternoon. They plan to deliver over half a million signatures on petitions to recall him. Today is the deadline and they needed 566,857. Well, they say they have more than that. And the registrar will now have one month to validate some of those signatures. And if it passes, then we could see this being put on a ballot at an election as soon as November, or they may call a special election.
6: That's Gigi Grisetti reporting from Fox affiliate KTTV. White House press secretary says she will not address allegations that President Joe Biden left a voicemail to his son, Hunter Biden, back in 2018, talking about Hunter's overseas business ventures. Appearing on Fox Business Mornings with Maria, Kentucky Congressman James Comer says he wants some answers.
19: It's further evidence that Joe Biden did, in
4: fact, know exactly what his son was doing.
6: The no, voicemail was reportedly found on a laptop owned by Hunter Biden, but it's not clear yet if the audio is authentic. President Biden maintains he did not discuss his son's business deals. It's coming up now on 842.
21: Your news update is brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. They have over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock. Take a look at HomeFurn.com.
20: A deep access of moisture continues to hang around across Acadiana, which means widely scattered showers and a few thunderstorms expected through the middle parts of the day today. Still think we probably get to about 92 degrees. Going to be a hot one out there yet again. We'll see those overnight lows in the upper 70s. After today though, we do start to get a little bit of drier air in place. May not feel like it all that much. Still going to be very hot outside. Shower is going to become a little more isolated. We'll be down to maybe 20-30% rain chances as we get towards the end of the work week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC, Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 965 KPAL.
6: Right now, oh sunshine and 78 degrees. So it is pretty looking out there. That's the good thing. All right, do you hate bugs? Oh, I hate bugs. Mario Vice is a friend of mine. He's just terrific. He's got a great company called Raging Pest Elimination. Talk about hating some bugs. He hates them too. Look, this is the time of year especially. Not only are you like, oh God, bugs, and there's always something flying around in the air, but you know, there's two big things I'm sure you're thinking about. Cockroaches and termites. Termite infestation in your home can destroy your home, your biggest investment. So you want to call the folks at Rage and Pest Elimination and say, please help me. You'll get a free estimate. It's 234-3095, 234-3095. And cockroaches, they're inside. They're looking for, you know, food, water, those types of things. That's the last thing you want in your house. Don't deal with that. Mario hates bugs. He will give you a free estimate. And this is a great local company. Rage Pest Elimination. You can find them at RageAndPest.com. That's RageAndPest.com. And you can call them, 234-3095.
16: News Talk 96.5. KPL Right now, traffic.
6: We've got a fender bender, North University at I-10 Westbound. That's North University at I-10 Westbound. E.
21: <laughs> all right. You ready, ready for this, Bernie? Some I'm 4th ready. of July trivia?
6: I think it would be fun. I'm going to try.
21: I know the holiday has passed, but I still feel like we're we're still in the week because we've got all these uh, stories coming out about the you know 4th of July related.
6: Yeah. Okay. I'm all about it. So,
21: so let's do our trivia today, um, 4th of July theme. Okay. So who is the author, Bernie, of the Pledge of Allegiance?
6: The author of the Pledge of Allegiance?
21: All right. Multiple choice. <sighs> okay. Okay. Either Francis Scott Key, John Stafford Smith, or Francis Bellamy.
6: Francis Bellamy.
21: You got it. I did?
6: All yes. right.
21: Francis Bellamy. Um, I got one. And by the way, um, okay, so John Stafford Smith was the music for oh. the Star Spangled Banner, just in case anybody was uh, not familiar like with wondering. that. Like
6: wondering. Okay. There you go. Love it.
21: Um, what next? Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, which two presidents of the US died on July 4th of the same year? John Adams and Thomas
6: Jefferson. Dang, Bernie.
21: I always knew that. I only ever remembered that from wow. history
6: because I was like, wow.
21: Good Lord. I was like, okay, this is, I was like, that's the hard one. And you just nailed that one. Thanks, man. All right. Um, what is the most popular food of choice on the 4th of July?
6: Hot dogs. You
21: got it. All right. All so. Right. Okay, and uh, to, to give a little bit more stats on it, how many hot dogs are consumed? A hundred and fifty million. Go! All right. I um, consumed two
6: at my house last night.
21: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who gave the Statue of Liberty to the United States?
6: France.
21: The France people.
17: Ha, ha, ha.
21: Ha, ha. Um, all right. Forgot that. Okay. <laughs> On the Declaration of Independence, who had the largest signature?
6: John Hancock. He was really PO'd. Ooh,
21: Bernie, mm-hmm. you know you're, uh, and you're a And he was sister. all
6: for the British and mm-hmm. then started getting really PO'd with the taxing and taxing. Mm-hmm. And that's why he said he wanted it to be the biggest.
21: Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Oh, now here's one. And Bernie, if you don't know this, it's okay. This is more of a good fact. Okay. During World War II, where did the Declaration of Independence get stored? During Um,
6: World War II, where did it get stored? Mm. I'm going to give you
21: uh, multiple choice. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Fort Sumter, uh, Fort Knox, or Fort Winter.
6: I'm guessing Fort Knox. You got it. Because the RLR gold was supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. I got it. You got it. Uh, You got it.
21: Did I get every question right? You got every one right. Man. Can we stop? <laughs> yes, we'll stop.
6: But cartridge world trivia, cartridge world on the Ambassador Road Shopping Center on Ambassador Gaffery. A couple yes. of other
21: interesting facts. Yes. Uh, location of nation's, nation's oldest Fourth of July parade is in Bristol, Rhode Island. Wow. Um, the total number of people who signed the Declaration of Independence was 56.
6: 56.
21: Um, and what was the Statue of Liberty's official name?
6: Lady Liberty,
21: Liberty enlightening the world.
6: Liberty enlightening the world, or Enli-
21: enlightening the world. You oh, got it. Oh, that's beautiful. All right, well, we got to go now.
6: Okay. In the meantime, until we talk again, can we try to love one another? Amen.
21: Amen.
6: That was beautiful. The Fox Business Report is being brought to you by Our Lady of Lords, where they believe your health lives in the story of your life. They listen. They heal. Visit lordsrmc.com. We listen, we heal for
12: more information.
16: I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business
1: Report.
12: The Federal Reserve releases the minutes from its recent meeting today, offering some background on its interest rate increases. Tyson Foods is expanding in the Middle East, buying a stake in Supreme Foods Processing and ADC based in Saudi Arabia. Supreme produces chicken and beef distributed across the Middle East. You'll be able to take a cruise without a test. Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings says it will no longer require pre-boarding COVID-19 testing for its guests unless required by local regulations. The company says the new policy takes effect August 1st across its Norwegian Cruise Line Oceana and Regent Seven Seas Cruises. Norwegian says the change is in line with the rest of the travel, leisure and hospitality industry. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Koselva, invested in you.
1: Big news. Greta Van Susteren is back, and she's on Newsmax. Tune into Newsmax at 6 p.m. Eastern tonight to watch the record with Greta Van Susteren and get the real news. Plus, check out the new lineup of Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, and more. Newsmax is on all major cable and streaming platforms. If your cable system doesn't carry Newsmax, call them and demand it. And download the free Newsmax app on your phone. Make the switch to Newsmax. You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. While overseas,
4: President Joe Biden said the U.S. Supreme Court was, quote, destabilizing. And he said this
8: in Madrid, Spain, during a press conference. And no one was surprised or shocked that the president of the United States just attacked a co-equal branch of government on foreign soil. Now, in 2017, it was a completely different story. When Trump criticized federal court decisions, Biden then said it was dangerous to attack the institutional structures that govern us and yet here you have the president of the united states advocating for the abolishment of the supreme court and the very rule of law all
1: because they didn't get their way american ground radio we're building a better america begins with building a better us Return each weeknight from 9 to 10
18: p.m. with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Farr on News Talk 96.5 KPEL and streaming live at KPEL965.com.
6: News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio.
4: He plans to plead not guilty. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The accused 4th of July parade gunman goes to court in Illinois next hour.
7: The loss of life and these devastating injuries and the overwhelming
8: psychological trauma demand we seek justice.
4: Lake County State's Attorney Eric Reinhardt is planning more charges on top of seven counts of murder for Robert Cremo III.
19: Prosecutors will be asking a judge to deny bail to Cremo at his court hearing. Fox's Garrett Tenney outside the courthouse. After police searched the suspect's home, they found a total of five guns, two rifles, a shotgun, and a pair of handguns, which were all purchased legally despite several concerning incidents three years ago. First, police responded to an attempted suicide and then a few months later, he was flagged as a clear and present danger after threatening to kill his family.
4: Also in court today, DACA, the Obama era program that shielded some immigrants brought here illegally as kids from being deported. Former President Trump failed in his attempt to end it, but Texas was able to block new applications. That's what today's appeals court hearing will consider. In Georgia, the prosecutor investigating the former president's attempt to get election results overturned has subpoenaed Republican Senator Lindsey Graham, also wanting Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani and others on the Trump legal team to testify before a special grand jury. President Biden will travel to Cleveland, Ohio today to put a pension plan funding proposal out there as a new poll puts his approval rating at just 36%.
22: Monmouth University finding that only 10% of the country believes that things are heading in the right direction and a staggering
4: 88% believe the country is heading the wrong way. The president's certainly trying to walk a fine line with the economy. He told the country on Monday that the economy is growing, but not without pain. Fox's Mark Meredith at the White House. We are getting another two-cent break at the pump. Gas is now down 23 straight days, nearly a quarter from its record high. AAA's national average for regular now about 4.78 per gallon. America's listening to Fox News.
13: Dell's Black Friday in July sale is here. Power productivity with a tech refresh. Now, with up to 45% off top rated laptops like the XPS, along with our special deals on business desktops with Intel Core processors. Get big savings on the latest servers, storage, monitors, and more with free shipping and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Upgrade today by calling 877 Ask Dell. That's 877 Ask Dell. <laughs> Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you.
14: Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution, DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with a push of a button. DuckDuckGo privacy simplified.
20: A deep access of moisture continues to hang around across Acadiana, which means widely scattered showers and a few thunderstorms expected through the middle parts of the day today. Still think we probably get to about 92 degrees. Going to be a hot one out there yet again. We'll see those overnight lows in the upper 70s. After today, though, we do start to get a little bit of drier air in place. May not feel like it all that much. Still going to be very hot outside. but showers going to become a little more isolated. We'll be down to maybe 20, 30 percent rain chances as we get towards the end of the work week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, on KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 k